messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we are here to talk about Super Bowl commercials today. Good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. One second, I'm trying to find the bagels! My name is Andrew Walsh, and I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hello, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. How you feeling? I feel good. It's a, it's a big day for us. It is. It's a bit of a marathon. Yeah, we'll try to get through it in a reasonable amount of time, but... There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. I thought it was a good crop this year. Do you overall? I mean, we'll get into the nitty-gritty, obviously. Yeah. We have a lot of Super Bowl commercials to talk about, but generally speaking, compared to previous, I don't know, the previous few years, do you feel like this was an especially good crop? I've been hearing a lot of complaining that there's nothing good out there anymore. Well, it's really hard... It's hard to surprise people. It's hard to make a good Super Bowl ad. Not not that I'm saying people should get points for trying. Obviously, nobody should ever get points for trying. Nobody should what is, try. What, That's no what one I always A, say. no one should try. That's very Gen X of you first. And, and B, obviously, not everybody gets a trophy. But I, I don't know. Like, I... I enjoyed... We watched in a crowded, pretty loud room, so I missed a lot of it. I missed a lot of the nuance in in the moment. But there were enough of them that that I got enough of it, or were they were sort of you know visual or or whatever enough that I thought it was kind of entertaining. And then when I went back to prepare for this show and really took a close look at them, I thought there was a lot of interesting stuff out there. There were some misses and some kind of like overstuffed celebrity ads, like there always are. But I feel like in past years there it's been like relentless with like how many celebrities can you get into this one ad for a dumb cable service or whatever. And there were not, that was not the major theme this year. If anything, it was like song and dance numbers were the theme. Yeah. And the ones where they did put celebrities in there, like for the, in the more traditional way, there was some interesting use of celebrity, which is good and appreciated because my big complaint, and and I would like to just point out my, while I have a very specific interest in TV commercials, because we've been doing this podcast every week for years and years and years now, <laughs> um, I always complain about the Super Bowl ads because it seems to be a, a weirdly a lack of creativity and more just a an abundance of money and celebrity and how big can we make it? And I my if I have a thesis, and again I feel like my perspective might be skewed on this, is that like. While I got jaded with the sort of big, splashy, not that creative writing in com- in Super Bowl commercials a while back, I sort of feel like the culture is there now, too. The commercials that tried to be really big and fancy in the more traditional Super Bowl commercial way just didn't get the the buzz. It was like a smaller, more creative, yeah. weird things that people are talking about. I mean, I know we're going to get into it, but, but like... And I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, I want to keep our powder dry a little bit here. But I do think like the Ben Affleck. Okay, that's what a huge name, right? It's a yeah. Huge, huge. I would call him an A-lister. I know you're a little. <laughs> no, you know. I think you, you can fairly call okay. him an A-lister. Um, but um, uh, you know, they used him in a Dun- Dunkin' commercial, not Dunkin' Donuts, in a smaller, more creative way, as opposed to just putting him in some sort of huge, like you say, dance number or partnering him up with Matt Damon or making and, him do a car chase. Exactly. Exactly. Some big stunty, uh, you know, Jerry Bruckheimer thing. Like it was, yeah. it was clever and creative, and 
authentic to his persona and it was and it was a really funny enjoyable yeah. moment and so we'll talk more about that but i om- i it's I, I could just be like reading my own press releases that's not really the right term there but um smelling I, your own farts well i was avoiding that one we can say it but i don't I, I, even that isn't quite the right idiom for what i'm looking for here but it i could be wrong about it but it it feels to me that the marketers during the Super Bowl are starting to realize, well, that template, that template that yeah. I have found kind of boring now for a while, how big, how splashy, how rich, how celebrity focused is becoming a little passe. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing. I and agree. maybe that's why I turned on several podcasts, like sports related podcasts, but chatty ones where people were just like, yeah, no good, no, no real good Super Bowl commercials this year. Where I, I think you're right with a little bit more. With a little bit more time to to let them sink in yeah. over the past two days, I actually feel like there's there's more cleverness than maybe usual. I think there was less spectacle but more cleverness, and I agree. I think that these a lot of these will have a longer shelf life in various iterations. I know you weren't the biggest. I, let's. I know we got to get into it. Yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Uh, there were some that I think for me really struck that right that note of being clever and an interesting use of celebrity or a joke or whatever without trying to like ring every bell and Mm -hmm. and shoot off every firework so we are doing i believe this is now our third year of doing this format of a super bowl commercial show that we're calling the bullies and we sort of set it up a little bit last week we have now like kind of created like i don't know a handful of categories that we're going to be pitting these commercials up against each other um for example like best new artist is like what we're calling a an advertiser who's never advertised during the super bowl before but has I should say, caveat, I did try to make sure I was correct about that with these. If I got it wrong and like one of these has appeared before in a Super Bowl, the, uh, my bad. And we'll get into some of the other categories, best use of celebrity, best song and dance, etc. But I just want to say before we get officially started here, the thing that I'm most excited to talk about especially because of the show you put together last week is best and worst payoffs. Yes. Because a huge part of the Super Bowl commercial scene now is releasing these teasers and trailers and press releases and cliffhangers. And documentaries about the making of. Exactly. You know, they do a whole, they'll do like a two minute ad that's the making of or or a mockumentary of. Uh, the making of the the Super Bowl ad itself. I mean, before the Super Bowl, yeah. even. So then, when that commercial comes on, ideally, we, the viewer, will all shut up and pay attention to it. But I think that's where the most interesting conversation is going to be this week. Maybe again because of the way you played all those teasers and yeah. trailers for us last week, because some of them paid off way better than I thought they were going to, and others were really just like a little whimper. Do you have any? Some were actually. Really do you bad. remember? Do you, I don't know if you even remember doing this. Do you remember? During the Super Bowl that we just watched, you were sitting up close to the television so you could try to hear the commercials. Mm-hmm. I just said, I'm going to do my best. I took some notes, but I... We were with a crew who did not care. Yeah. Usually, do you remember turning around and screaming, stop yelling? I did, but nobody heard me. Everybody kept yelling. No, everybody right? kept yelling. Do yeah. you remember what ad it was that you screamed there was, stop yelling there was at? One, there was just one that I, I did shush everybody. I think I yelled stop yelling at one point. Everybody kept yelling. <laughs> 
But then there was one where I'd said, hey, guys, this is the one I'm waiting for. This is the one I'm waiting for. And that one was the um, the setup was the Canadian whiskey, right. uh, Crown Royal. And we did get and we wanted for that. Because there was a big teaser with Dave Grohl listing a bunch of things yeah. that we – he was in his studio listing a bunch of things in the teaser commercial. And last week we played that. We were trying to guess what are these things. Yeah. And then as the week went on, we started to get predictions from our friends what things – what these things had in common and I really wanted to see if our friends were right about that yeah. and spoiler alert they were they were it so, wasn't really that challenging in, no in when, once you no, figure it no out no shade yeah. to the or or no not to dis, not to dim, diminish the accomplishments of the sleuths who figured it out right but as, as soon as somebody I'll just say as soon as listener Ben uh, texted us to say I think it's it's Canada. Yeah. We were like Canadian inventions. Oh, of course. Uh, of course. All right, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. Let's start the th- ladies and gentlemen. Please turn your attention <laughs> to the podcast for the third annual bullies. <laughs> Okay, Veeves, you set all this up today. I really appreciate all the work you did on the Super Bowl commercials this year, um, and the, including the ones that you uh, wrote and produced um, and paid for during the Super Bowl. A lot of people don't know that, that you are <laughs> a real mover and shaker when it comes to that. Yep. Uh, where should we start? I did all those Jesus ones. That was me. <laughs> do you want to do Best New Artist? Let's start with Best New Artist. These are the, um, what I, as far as I can tell, these are three ads uh, that ran during the Super Bowl by uh, uh, by products or services that have never advertised in the Super Bowl before. I am not sure. Again, I don't know if I got an exhaustive list. There may have been other uh, debut commercials, but if so, we're not considering them here. They didn't get the nomination. Um, and as I said, I I pretty confident these were all have never been been in the Super Bowl before. But if I'm wrong, let me know. Let's start with the one for Tubi. Um, Tubi had a couple of ads, and I mm-hmm. and and I'm going to start. I, I want to talk about just one of them here. This is the one that, that I've heard people innovative. talk about yeah. the most. Although, for me, this went by pretty quickly, and it was a little, it was a little trick. It was a little gambit that yes. I identified that I sniffed out immediately. So yeah. I didn't think very much of prou- this. You're very proud of your uh, your instincts, your well, gut reaction. Well, I thought that the I thought that an advertiser had done this before during the Super Bowl, so it didn't seem that new things. to me. But then. Um, w- the day after, this is what I heard everybody talking about this Tubi commercial. So this Tubi commercial opens as if we're we've returned to the game at the end of a commercial break, and it it opens up on uh, Greg Olson and the other commentator whose name I'm blanking on, uh, but who are the actual commentators for the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. um, and they start kind of just this sort of generic these two teams are really going at it kind of football talk, which is kind of fun, right? Because mm-hmm. like they have to write something that in theory makes people think that they're watching the Super Bowl, but also that is like accurate in advance to whatever the, is happening in the game. I mean, if it's like a, it's a blowout or something, like what do you write for that? I right? wonder if that's what tipped me off. Like there was something instinctively that it just felt it fake felt to me. generic. And something yeah. about the lighting, I thought. There was something just slightly just a tick off on yeah. this. And I was like, oh, this is a fakie. I think that, I think it, the one that I always think of is the, um, 
they did this with Tide, right. I want to say, the laundry detergent, like four years ago or something, where it seemed like they were coming back to the game and the announcers were there, but then one of the announcers had a spot on his shirt right. and then it became a Tide commercial. And there was something about this just had that feel. Yeah, they get they, they go through it pretty quick, almost immediately. I think they get one, Greg Olson gets like one sentence out or something. And then you hear the little um, the little boop boop sound, and it, it goes to the. It looks like it goes to the two B menu, as yeah. if somebody in the room has clicked. sat on the remote control yes. accidentally. It's like the, it like, looks the like somebody about to get changed. It looks like somebody turned off the Super Bowl, and then somebody started surfing for content on Tubi. Yeah. Um, right when and there was one of the podcasts I was listening to. People, it was just a sports podcast, but they were talking about let's play a game. What? was something that everybody yelled during the Super Bowl <laughs> at some point in homes across America. And one person said, who's sitting on the remote control? Yeah. Because across the U.S., really made everybody... millions of families said, who's sitting on the remote control when this commercial played? Yeah, and I think it's it's a great ad in the way, in the sense of it really made everybody pay attention and it got people talking about Tubi. I think it put Tubi's brand front and center for people. I think it was so clever in that way. Like, because even if you get that, even if you knew instinctively that it wasn't real, it still drew your eye very effectively. I don't think we have to play the whole thing because it's mostly the beep bops of a, of a smart TV, boop, but boop, boop. we should listen to the beginning of exactly what Greg Olson's line here is as they're faking us out. Welcome back to Super Bowl 57. So far, Greg, the game going like you expected? Yeah, and so far, these teams, they've really... And then... You see the 2B screen, they're rolling through. Yeah. And then I can't remember exactly what the pitch is at the end. It just it just goes to 2B or whatever, and then it went back to the football game. Very effective. Um, I did a little spoiler for something we'll talk about later. That's not the only 2B ad. I was buzzing about the other 2B yes. ad, which is very, very, very different. But this was just a quick little trick, a little prank, and I think it ticked some people off. But, uh, again, I, I think I'm learning and listening to people talk about If you're mad about the 2B about... prank, you need to – I don't know. Get mad about some other stuff. A lot of people did not know what Tubi was before this. Really? You and I, as cord cutters, who yeah. don't, you know, who recently have come across the the wonders of Tubi. Yeah, we're big gonna, time tubists. We were huge tubists. So anyway, you know what I realized though that I, I'll shut up now. I could go on about Tubi forever, but we're, we yeah, have a million commercials. We need to, to remember through. that we are um, on a clock here. So that is best new artist. I believe, by the way, one quick thing: Tubi is, and I think I saw this. Tubi is, I believe, a Fox service also. Yeah. So it makes sense that, makes that sense. this is a Fox broadcast. Um, all right. So Tubi, new uh, new advertiser. Uh, Workday. First time Workday has uh, have advertised. We talked about the, the teaser last week where mm-hmm. Ozzy Osbourne uh, offers to give some of his uh, cubicle mates uh, a tattoo. This is now an expanded version where we have a lot of famous rock stars. I think Joan Jett, Paul Stanley of Kiss, um, uh, Billy Idol is in there. I think a couple of others, um, and they're all talking about how they resent the way people use the le- the words rock star to talk about people in business. Mm-hmm. And so then, little by little, these famous rock stars in their full rock star kit, you know, mm-hmm. start appearing in the workplace in the in the in the offices of I assume Workday. Where they're interacting with the workday rock stars, but they themselves see they see themselves mm-hmm. as the real rock stars. 
This is one that I did not hear the audio of at all. I recognized the imagery of Ozzy Osbourne because we talked about the teaser of it. And then when I saw the commercial going on, again, it was very cacophonous where we were. So I saw the imagery. I was like, I'll go back and watch it later. I still haven't. So I'm going to hear the audio now for the first time. But I got to say, when somebody, Luke on TBTL, told me that the joke was making fun of people who you say, you rock or you're a rock star in the office. And I love that joke. I mean, going back like to 15 years now, I remember being at New Hampshire Public Radio and somebody would be like, hey, we got a cake that says you rock for the team because you guys rock. And I remember just always hating that expression so goddamn much. Like people around the office being like, you rock. Also, real quick, props to Workday for hiring Paul Stanley and not Gene Simmons. Oh, yeah. Good call. Hey, corporate types, would you stop calling each other rock stars? You're a rock star. You are a rock star. Rock stars, please. You know what it takes to be a rock star? I've trashed hotel rooms in 43 countries. I was on the road since I was 16. I've done my share of bad things. Also, your share of bad things. We know that using Workday for finance and HR makes you great at your job. That don't make you a rock star. Oh, Ted in finance, you're a rock star. <laughs> Can you do this? Unless you work with an actual rock star. You are a rock star. Thank you. Who's a new guy? Hi, I'm Oswald. Oswald. Oswald? Give it up for Pam. Pam, you are a rock star. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> That's so, a great right, line. Right as he's about to say, Pam, you're a rock star, Paul Stanley sticks his head in the uh, in the conference room, and the and the boss kind of like sheepishly says, I wasn't going to say it. The only person you missed was Gary Clark Jr. Oh, who was think, in that. I don't yeah. think you mentioned that no, person. No, I didn't. Um, all right. So I do kind of like the joke there, although... Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's not my favorite commercial. I like, I like the premise of it, I guess. But it's another example of like rounding up a bunch of sort of like has been celebrities to do a big splashy commercial. But it's not the worst. You know, I I think that what I like about it, even though it's a star stuffed one, is that it has a theme. It doesn't feel uh, unintentional. It doesn't feel kind of accidental yeah. or just like um, what are the biggest names we can get? It feels very intentional. And these are people who are legitimately rock stars and they are sort of famous for living a rock star life and and like true true kind of rock icons Mm -hmm. most of them um and i think it's a clever use of celebrity i think it's a good use of celebrity yeah i think it's pretty good um now this last one in the best new artist category did catch our attention and i think this was one that you and i from across the room we weren't kind of seeing near each other um because get enough of that during the podcast um <laughs> well i was seated near the food which was my priority right 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 and you I, were seated near the television which was your priority right and i like luke asked if i had like a tin horn in my ear trying to listen because <laughs> that's basically what it was i was like almost pressing you my really ear were. up to the tv and I, I that's a combination of both this crowd clearly not giving a shit about any of the sound coming on the tv but also i think my middle-aged hearing like there was so much crosstalk in that room i couldn't tell what was going on i would oh man on the Levitard show, I heard one person make the argument yesterday, and I love this idea. Now, I didn't throw the Super Bowl party. I don't have cable at our house. I'm not trying to – I had a great time on Super Bowl Sunday, but, you know, just didn't get to hear the commercials or or the broadcast of the game. And 
one person said every Super Bowl party should have two rooms with a TV on, one for the people who care about the commercials and one for the people who care about the game. <laughs> and you can switch back and forth if you, you care about all. both. Yeah. But at least there's one room where people go quiet during the part that you want to watch. I like that. I think um, at our party, everybody was talking in all parts. Exactly. Is, there, there was, is that a third room? There was room? never a time that people <laughs> were not talking. Anyway, um, this uh, next commercial, I brought, I brought up the dynamics of the room because this next commercial you could... And this is, I think, a key to a good Super Bowl commercial often is you could totally follow the story without hearing yes. it because there was very little dialogue. It was all told visually. I know you said when 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 this came on and I was really moved by it, you said it's so cliche. It's so it's such a sort of um, I don't know. It feels sort of cheap, I think, to you to play off the idea of a, a dog living a long life and being at the end of its life. We've just seen it a lot in the past few years. I have years. seen it a lot. Th that's all I'm saying. I think this is a really good commercial, but, but the the dog aging as a symbol for something else trope and as is... a And as a person ages. Now, this is specifically, mm -hmm. this isn't for a Subaru right. or, a, or a camera or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's a, just for a dog food and... You know, a good it's for farmers dog, the farmers dog dog food, uh, which, uh, you know, I don't know anything about them. I've never heard of them before. Good for them for having enough money to buy a Super Bowl ad, I guess. Um, and, oh, you haven't heard of the farmers dog? No. Oh, we used to do ads for them on oh. TBTL. Well, now I've exposed myself as a non-listener. Excuse hmm. my excuse it me. It was a while back. Um, so the the premise here is is as you say, like pretty well worn right like you have a, a little girl maybe about 10 years old she's getting she gets a new puppy i think it's a black lab and uh or some kind of black lab ish looking dog and then we have the the typical montage the customary montage of her growing older taking the dog for walks loving the dog intensely then going off to college saying goodbye to the dog but then her she she becomes comes back and the dog stays with her as she marries and gets pregnant and has a baby and then this is what i think absolutely killed me it made me cry during the super bowl made me cry today when i rewatched it i'll and probably you're getting choked up right now I can i'll probably it. cry again when i watch it right now at the very end you see the life like a, a briefer an even briefer montage of all those events mm -hmm. from the dog's perspective mm -hmm. the dog's eye view and then the last thing is She's lying there in the bed with her family and she pets this graying old mm -hmm. dog. And the, and the premise is the, you know, that the, you want to buy this good dog food because you want more time with them. Yeah, it's it, and it's very sad, too. And maybe it hits us, too, because we had a very old pet that we, you know, say goodbye to a year ago now, just yeah. over a year. And maybe that's it, too, because it hit, it hit me as well. I mean, again, it is definitely a theme or a trope that we see a lot lately. It's really well done here. The only thing I would say, and I don't, I really really do not want to turn this into some sort of poll debate where you put something on Facebook, but I'm pretty sure this is a chocolate lab, not a black oh, lab. I'm happy to see okay. that point. I couldn't remember. And he has a five o'clock shadow. <laughs> okay. At the end, it does. <laughs> so again, we can kind of talk over this. You see a little girl say, I'll always take care of you, and you see the little it's puppy. It's a very cute it's, puppy. Oh, it's a chocolate lab. How could yeah. it not be? 
we see her feeding the dog the, the farmer's food, farmer's dog food. She's a young woman now. Looks like maybe college age. Kind of you know. teenage years. Yeah, kind of having fun Here on the beach. she goes off to college. Now she's, she's going sad. off to college, saying goodbye to her dog. If you really love that dog, you have taken him to college with you. I but can't, whatever. Take, I can't take dogs I know. to college. He's starting to, the muzzle's getting a little bit grayer. Now, this is the amazing thing. Richard, Richard Linkletter actually made this commercial with no the same dog okay. over the course of 12 years. No, I'm just joking. I got you. I didn't get the joke that you were setting up. And then at the end, now we see we're the seeing it all through the dog's eyes, and I think that's what was so special about it and mm -hmm. so um, innovative. Really, nothing matters more than more years together. Yeah. I think it's so beautiful. Yeah, that's a really good ad, and she's like laying there with her partner. It looks like and a little baby, yes, right? I think there's a the, newborn baby. The dog touches at one point. She's pregnant, and the very old dog at this point like nuzzles her pregnant belly. I mean, all the feels. All right, let's, yeah, let's not so both we get, start weeping and turning into a puddle here. Like, <laughs> so I actually think this we is both a, suffer from low T. <laughs> seriously, so I actually think this is kind of a tough category. Those were our those were our new artists: Tubi, Workday, and the Farmer's Dog. Oh, I'll give it to the Farmer's Dog, hands down. Okay, yeah, I'm. I'm I happy. mean, the Tubi thing was uh, clever, mind, but it didn't seem like. I should let you know. Uh, ads can and are nominated in multiple categories if yeah. they, if they fit the category. So. Um, the farmer's dog will be in subsequent categories. Would but, you agree with that, or we have a split decision? No, no. I think all three of them were strong entries, and I'm impressed by their uh, by their kind of debuts here. But uh, I think you got to give it to the farmer's dog. I, I would, and may, maybe too. Again, people are talking more about Tubi, so maybe I'm missing the boat there. But um, the farmer's dog did it for me. All right, um, best musical or dance number. Now, this was a category that I set up a few years ago because I was like, oh, the Super Bowl loves these things. Yeah. Then last year, the cupboard was pretty bare for this category. I think we almost skipped it. We had it last year. We skipped it the, I we skipped it one year. But this is only our third one, so I think we skipped year. it last year. Maybe I don't know. Either way, I think last year we were shocked at how few there were. Maybe the first year was the year that I was shocked at how few there. Yeah, were. Yeah, I, I not this is. So it doesn't boring. matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Anyway, there's a whole bunch this year, so I'm just my point was I want you know these things might be a bit cyclical. Yeah, this was huge for. Uh, musical or dance number and I'm including here things that have like a, a dance of any kind either a, a single solo dancer group dance mm -hmm. or uh, or a, a commercial that is primarily about somebody performing a musical mm -hmm. number singing it or something um, so it's a big category. We've got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven contenders for this one. And since these are going to be very musical, I'm going to make the argument here that we don't have to play them all unless you need a, a, a refresher on what happens. Like, for example, we're going to start with the TurboTax commercial. I right? do love this one. I love the commercial. It's great. I don't think we need to because we're almost a half hour into the show already. Oh, my God. Um, so the TurboTax, it's interesting. I was kind of surprised to see that you put this. I mean, you rightfully put this in this category, but TurboTax has a campaign going on right now that's been going on before right. the Super Bowl, and this is like a new entry in that campaign, so it didn't strike me as like a real Super Bowl song or dance number, but of course it is, but the whole campaign isn't like no. that. It's just this particular example. Yeah, the campaign is don't do your taxes, and then yeah. they show people doing things they would rather be doing while TurboTax mm -hmm. experts do your taxes. Which somebody pointed out, I don't know if it was at our party or somewhere else like rightfully they needed to get wesley snipes for this yeah it was, at, it was at our party that would have been so great yeah i mean i think that's a different message than what they're going yeah they're for. not going for that yeah. um this one uh it's just say it's just a, a guy kind of doing his workout 
uh, this like lone older guy working out in front of a, a fountain, like a like a water feature mm-hmm. in some park or something. And he's ends up doing a dance to safety dance, and it's actually a very charming little dance that he does. And he's dancing alone, like you say, with his headphones on, just nobody—he's not paying attention to anybody around him, getting in people's ways, but just in his own little world. And this was something that I think I mentioned last week on the show that, like, when we think about Super Bowl dance number commercials, we think of huge, like, groups of people dancing together. Yes. What did I say? Buzzley Berkeley. Buzzley Berkeley style. But like this year, you're going to see probably more solo dancing because that's the era of kind of TikTok and stuff where like you're in your own little world and you're putting on your little dances. Yeah, or... and I wonder if there's a pandemic element too mm-hmm. to that. Anyway, I love the unrestrained joy of this dancer. You never really see his face or you, know, or you don't get a close-up on his mm-hmm. face, but I think it does a wonderful job of making TurboTax's point, which is you've got other things you want to do with your life. Yeah, I, I'm i really glad you put that in that category because that might be my favorite in this category. It's so charming. It's very, very charming. It's all one shot that's kind of far yes. away, beautiful. It's so simple. It's clever. Um, it's it's innovative and uh, and just... I think it draws your eye in a way mm-hmm. that this next... Like, not to really shit all over this next one, but this next one is like... A, such a traditional Super Bowl commercial in that it's like, how many celebrities can we get packed in here? Um, the premise here, and they, they teased this one a lot. I think they teased it like right before the Super Bowl started, uh, was that Diddy is being asked to make a jingle for Uber One, um, the delivery service. And Diddy says he doesn't make jingles. Of course, he just makes hits. Mm-hmm. So then um, these sort of like pitch people who are trying to talk him into doing this deal or doing this song convince him to try to to try to do it anyway and he says he'll make it a hit song and then we hear versions of a of a uber one jingle that are parody songs of a bunch of famous i would existing songs existing songs and i read that these were all like people who did one who are one hit wonders i don't know if i would just like it's montel jordan donna lewis um the the fox uh the what does the fox oh, say? Oh yeah, I forgot that. Kalise was in here. And Kalise, which I'm like, I don't think Kalise was a one hit wonder. History... Milkshake, milkshake is a huge hit. Yeah, but I think she had a couple of. She others. had some other radio hits like um, "I Hate You So Much Right, right Now." That but was... I, I probably though Who history. Who did Boss Like Hey? Oh, that's not her. That's Sharifa. But oh. <laughs> sorry, God, Kalise. how is it that I? Sorry. I'm just astounded by myself. Not even proud right now. Like, I literally cannot remember. Do you know I had to remember Ben Affleck's name earlier in the show by remembering <laughs> Jennifer Lopez and then saying, what is their name together? <laughs> I, like, I did this whole thing in my head to remember his name. But I'm just like, no, that was Sharifa. Like, why do I know that Sharifa did I mean, Boss all... Like Hey? I love that song. Well, that's a great song, and you're totally right. And I, I apologize to both Sharifa and Khalees <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, for getting that wrong. Sorry, I didn't mean to get excited about knowing that, but I'm just like, why is that's something that I know. But anyway, yeah, this is, I also just, the, the premise is weird. It's like, hey, no, I don't write, I don't write so, jingles, I only make hits. But then it's going to turn into, oh, how can we jam more celebrities in here? Okay, we'll make them parody songs yeah. and songs that already exist, which also, I'm not sure that Sean Combs produced all of these songs. Did I don't he think he milkshake? did. I don't think so. I'm sure he didn't produce it's the, just like, what does the fox say? Oh, right. Of course. Right. <laughs> that would be astounding if he had. That would be amazing. If, if he did, somebody get at me. So it's a perfect example. Like, there were a couple of chuckles in here, but like, they just wanted to jam in these celebrities and the parodies. Exactly what and I they mean. didn't really yeah. think about, yeah, sorry, I'm 
I'm just repeating what we always say and what you just said. But so why don't you there's play a chuckle or two. There in is here. a chuckle or two. I think the best the best chuckles are in the the song parodies themselves, where some of the lyrics are kind of funny. You want me to do a jingle? Oh, it's not a jingle. One hit for Uber One. No, that sounds like a jingle to me. Diddy don't do jingles. We're talking about a hit song. Want a hit? Uber One can save you on rides and eats. Yeah, it's kind of sweet. That's cool. What else we got? Uber One saves you forever. Rides and eats. Save on whatever. Who is that? I believe that is uh, Donna Lewis. I don't really know that song at all. Yeah, okay, you do. Donna. I love you always forever. Your milkshakes cost way less than before. This membership is better. Hey, are you like milkshakes? How does the fox save? Oh, ho, ho. Don't do that. Evil one. Evil one saves me. Saves me. Way more. Evil one. Diddy is excited. And then all the executives look unhappy. Yeah. Why are they unhappy? Yeah, it's like they didn't really they think. They don't th- know. They what, didn't know where to land. The they arc. didn't know how to land this plane. It's really stupid. That's thought, a really stupid I actually commercial. thought the milkshakes cost less than before. Yeah. The line was funny. That's one good line. Yeah. Um, and I, I also am deeply in love with Khalees. Yeah, um, sure. So what, what can you say? I'm a little bit biased on that part. But generally speaking, I think that's exactly like the weakness of Super Bowl ads. I don't know if I know this next one. Oh, is this the, is this the Melissa McCartney? McCarthy one, or as I called her, Jenny McCarthy on TVTL recently. (laughs) I think I said, I got a note from a friend who said, I think you misspoke. You just said really quickly, you just said really quickly, I love Jenny McCarthy as much as the next guy. Is that what you meant to say? And I was like, no. You might also love Jenny McCarthy as much as the next guy. I don't think I do. What is this next commercial? This is for a product called Timu, which honestly probably should have been in the... um, in the new new artists category oh, yeah, as sure. well, but it, it, it's a dance one. This is more in the vein of like what you're talking about with the sort of flash mobby. A bunch of people are buying stuff and they're dancing about it. Um, the premise or their their pitch here is shop like a millionaire at some like discount shopping app. I don't know if it's like Rakuten or what, but you have it's very brightly colored. It's very pretty and visually appealing. Um, you have a woman on her phone and she's finding a way to get something something that she wants, a dress or something uh, for less. And it sparks this sort of joyful dance that spreads throughout throughout this the this commercial as people get on the Timu bus and start also buying things. And I really like the costume design in this one. It's very much like, look at the clothes you can buy. I like it. Yep, it's mine. The prices blow my mind. I feel so rich. Oh, yeah. I feel like a billionaire. Just like very bright colors. I do like bright, sunshiny colors. Umbrellas are spinning in the background yeah. as she walks through the streets. It looks like fast fashion is the deal yeah. here, kind of like Shein or something. So Visually stimulating, ends with a big, again, flash mobby kind of scene around a yeah. big fountain. Fountains are in this year, apparently. Yeah, we should have had a best fountain category. Best fountain category. And then um, this next one. Oh, wow. Okay. This one I think is really worth pausing on for a second. Yeah, the Bud Light commercial. First of all, I did not realize that either person in this commercial was famous. Yeah, we had a big debate about this in the in the room because several people were like, I think that the dude in this commercial is famous. And they were correct. His name's Miles Teller. He's a pretty well-known actor. He was, I think, the guy in the Mean Drummer movie. 
Oh, he was I think in so. um, Twilight. Not With- Twilight. Um- <laughs> Yes, Twilight, famously about a mean drumming teacher. <laughs> um, I'll get there. It's a one-word title. I, I um, But also, but I think most notably, our friend was saying that he's the guy in the new Top Gun movie, which I have not we seen. We have seen, yeah. So it's interesting, though, because it's a, it's a domestic commercial where he apparently is supposed to be playing himself. That yeah. was lost on me because I just thought it was a charming couple. But it doesn't open on him. I think that's what's interesting. It opens on a shot of his wife who's on the phone and waiting on wife. hold. But she... She's not famous herself, right? So usually if there's a celebrity... She's also, she's also identified on IMDb as a, quote, actress. Okay, so, so maybe Kaylee, she is. Kaylee Teller. Um, but if you're going to use a celebrity, usually you'd expect... Uh, if you're going to use a celebrity and their spouse or partner or friend or whatever, or mom even, yeah. you would think that the focus would be on the celebrity first. And this one just begins uh, with a close shot of a very attractive young woman who is waiting on hold, listening to the customer service hold music. And this particular hold music is kind of famous because I think it kind of got memeified uh, because it was like the Cisco hold music or something. And there were like TikToks of people dancing to it or whatever. I might have been wrong. Maybe I owe my friends an apology. I thought that this was an approximation, a remaking of that song because somebody said, oh, this is the famous music that there is a whole This American Life about. And I was pretty sure it was not. Oh, is that I th- where it originated? I mean, I think that there was an episode or a very long documentary about it that was really interesting, which I heard years ago. But this to me sounded like a remake of it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm because somebody else at the party was like, no, this is the original. It sounds music. like it to me, but I, yeah. I'm not an expert. Anyway, the premise is um, Kaylee Teller is sitting on the couch. She hears that she's going to be on hold for a long time when they start the hold music. Miles, her husband, offers her a Bud Light and starts kind of dancing around the couch where she is. And then he pulls her up. And as the hold music continues, they start really doing this very cute, just in their living room dance together and then they pause whenever the the hold music stops to tell them that you know it's going to be 20 more minutes or whatever the estimated hold time is now 96 minutes here comes the bud light that echoey part is very reminiscent and i but i i thought they were building on top of it maybe this is the original now he's moonwalking i wonder if he can really moonwalk or if that was some kind of trickeration so it's very sweet. It's like this little montage. Oops, sorry, are you still there? Yes. Okay, please hold. This little montage of them just dancing in their living room and really enjoying themselves. It makes me like both of them as as performers. Um, I've heard Miles Teller, read Miles Teller talking about how authentic it was to their their vibe together. Um, I think it's actually really great, and I think it's a nice departure for Bud Light. Mm-hmm. And I think that that commercial, I think we played a 30 second version. I think a full 60 second version aired during the Super yeah. Bowl, which really just spaced out nicely in that little scene where you hear her, where you hear her say, yes, we're still holding. But she's like legitimately laughing. Like, I think that's really good directing there yeah. because you can tell that she's I don't think she's acting. I think that they probably taped. Well, this her IMDb for a says really, she's an actor. Andrew. Well, I'm sure she is. I'm sure she's a great <laughs> actor. I'm not trying to take that away. But you really get the impression that they just rolled and rolled and rolled on this. And yeah. that somebody was probably they probably played a game where they kept stopping the music and then they would freeze. And you could just tell that she was laughing legitimately yeah. in in the shooting of this. And I think that's what really translates. The intimacy- and the fact that they're both beautiful. I mean, people. of course, they're beautiful people, but the intimacy does translate. And uh, Bud Light's uh, the vibe, the brand they're going for is easy to drink, easy to enjoy, um, you know, very without saying crushable in the sense of like you can have 50 mm. of these, you know, like. I think they're trying to 
move away from the space where like Miller Lite and Coors Light and uh, Mick Ultra are really competing, which is like, we're only 96 calories, you know, like Bud Light's, I think, trying to go for something else, which is mm-hmm. great because I think that other space is very crowded. And it's nice that it's not just a bunch of bros yes, anymore right. or whatever. Exactly. What have you. It feels like domestic and women friendly. And I think that's a, it's it, like I said, it's a nice departure. This next commercial is the one that just screamed classic Super Bowl yes. big song and dance number so, to me. Always. And I mean, you got a boomer retro uh, exactly. angle. And then the Gen X, which is, I think, the Scrubs folks. Mm-hmm. So we know that um, uh, the Scrubs guys, uh, who I never can remember their goddamn names. It but doesn't. They're the Scrubs The Scrubs guys. guys. Yeah. You know them. Um, JD and Turk. They are the uh, they're the T-Mobile pitchmen. They have been for a while now. Um, we've talked about a few of those ads on this show. They have done other song parodies in the past uh, as part of this campaign. And now they are on their street and they're doing a, a parody of, um, I think it's Summer Lovin', right? With um, it's from Greece. I from don't know. Greece. It's the yeah. thing with and, and John Travolta. With, and John Travolta's the the big star here. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, like, I like John Travolta. You know, broadly speaking, I have no no issues with him. But and I even as a performer in movies, I think he's okay. When he does these commercials that play on his own fame, they always strike a weird note for me. Mm-hmm. Like. I just don't think that they work. Like he did one last year for the Super Bowl where it's like him and his daughter doing a TikTok dance. And we, oh, that and was And we talked cringe. about it. it was just like one of the cringiest Wow, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, this is better than that. This is better than that. At least this is like, he actually nails what they're going for sure. in this. Which I just don't I particularly love what they're going for. Yeah. Home internet, what a pain in the... Hey, neighbor! Try T-Mobile, it sets up so fast. It's like Wi-Fi that runs on 5G. Home internet from T-Mobile? Wait till you see. Tell me more, tell me more. One cord's all that you need. Tell me more, tell me more. Don't you worry about speed. I don't think we Obviously need to play I'm embarrassed the whole thing, that I right? said Summer 11. It's tell me more. Oh, okay. I, I wouldn't be embarrassed about that at all. Or, or, is, or is Summer 11 the tell I me more song? Know. Say what you want about John Travolta. He is giddily talented <laughs> um, no i'm right it was uh summer nights okay there you go so whatever you i was right. wrong all the way around um tillamook cheese oh yeah i love the imagery in this commercial i don't like cheese so it's a hard sell for me <laughs> i think i remember the 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 songs and jokes in this me really not liking but really liking what they were going for visually in this next commercial which is for tillamook cheese yeah this is another one uh that kind of tries to create a montage of of different songs i think it does it somewhat successfully the the premise here is they're creating block jams as in block of cheese Mm -hmm. and it's like we're cutting between stations of different styles of music and seeing different kinds of artists and it kind of is i think supposed to be retro that like that 80s style of like yeah you you buy this two cd yeah, set yeah and it's got and all these different like, kinds yeah. of songs on it so you're here gonna hear just like a bunch of different types of artists no real famous artists no actual famous artists singing um about cheese and it's but it's like very retro set up like and, and somewhere between like a, a, a little a, tv we're looking at looks like the 
ATM logo. It does. It's almost like a it's like a Fisher Price mm-hmm. kind of plasticky toy vibe mixed with it's a cosmic gumbo <laughs> of sort of a Fisher Price toy vibe mixed with kind of an early 80s sort of sensibility with really bright colors and the main like the the kind of color palette really relying on the and the um, kind of orange of I guess cheddar cheese yeah. right with some like kind of blues to offset everything it's visually stunning I love it yeah I love it from the makers of the greatest cheddar of all time comes the greatest cheddar hits of all time Tillamook presents Block Jams tasty tunes starring cheddar as awesome as you like I'm snagging that cheddar like my standards high don't want no snack that's just all right don't miss your chance to choose cheddar so good it inspired a whole album. I can't stop double dipping. Block Jams is not sold in stores, but Tillamook Cheddar is. You make my dairy dreams come true. I'm so sick of double dipping jokes. Okay. I didn't know we were awash in them. I just feel like ever since, like, I don't know, there was something that, re- that 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 was the joke this commercial ended on. I remember during the Super Bowl just being like, ugh, what a lame way to end that. Yeah, I just this one. I I like you said. I like the visuals. I like the the branding and everything. I don't even mind the premise, but I don't really think they landed the jokes. Even the even the um, Uber one with Diddy landed the jokes better. Now it's time for what I want to talk about, which is Jenny McCarthy, which is Jenny McCarthy's sister, Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> Now, this is a Booking.com ad. I remember seeing it. I didn't get the details of it, but it's, again, just sort of a big, splashy, like, let me, I'll tell you what. You tell me if I'm right about this. Melissa McCarthy wants to buy something on her phone. She gets thrown into some sort of, some sort of a consumer paradise where she's buying things and dancing through the streets. Do you know it's for Booking.com? Okay, so Melissa McCarthy wants to go on vacation. Okay. I don't now, know. Yeah, I just remember, a lot closer. I sort of feel like she's just like going through the streets and everything is she's singing and dancing and through various scenarios. I don't know. You're basically right on that last point. It is Melissa McCarthy and with a, with some cameos by her husband uh, Ben Falcone. Oh, um, the air marshal. Uh, he's he is uh, very funny when he is partnered with her on screen. He's directed her a few times, and uh-huh. I would say you can give those movies a miss. Yeah. Um, Did you ever read that profile? of her and secondarily him I think it might have been Taffy Brodess or Ackner because there was a time when if I saw her byline yeah. I'd read any no I didn't bio. read it but I'd, I'd check it she's out she's a little like not you can't say anything anymore but just a little bit like let's just get back to the funny kind of yeah and I that don't doesn't show, that doesn't show yeah me. yeah and it's not exactly my kind of humor she's had to have a thick skin all of her career I'm sure, quite sure yeah and she's paid her dues. Like I'm willing to hear it from her in a way that I'm not willing to hear it from fucking Eric Idle or John. Yeah, Cleese and again, whoever. I don't even think that. I, again, I don't know that Eric Idle said anything bad, by the way. Uh, no, Cleese was the one who was out, like, kind of saying like comedy will die. I don't think that she was like severe like that. Um, but and also, I'm like, I'm pro Melissa McCarthy. I love Melissa McCarthy as much as the next guy. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you nailed it. Where's the bell? <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, I don't mean to overstate that, but I just remember being like, oh, I don't think we see eye to eye on that. But um, I'm not a a comedy name of my generation the way she I mean, she's literally a generational comedian. Right. Don't you think like that's a strong word? You don't think so from Bridesmaids or whatever? She didn't really carve out her. I think that she is like she's been a groundbreaker in a lot of ways and she's incredibly funny and I actually think the movie Spy is one of the most underrated yeah, you always say um, that. comedy movies out there like it really 
was so funny and it was it was it managed to always punch up in such a great way mm. um and she's fantastic in it so i love her i think she's great i don't know that she's like a she hasn't transformed comedy yes yeah, true you know? yeah like, it's true yeah i mean even amy not even amy schumer but like look at amy schumer i think like um the amy schumer uh, uh inside amy schumer like broke new ground in a way that melissa mccarthy no work of hers has actually done that just for just for an example. Yeah, no, that's good. We should hit go on the sorry. I was just chuckling because for some reason YouTube is suggesting I watch a video called How to Make a Rude Person Instantly Regret Insulting You. And I don't know I what... like that there's a picture of Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> and, on the cover. And, of it. and it says, Give him a warning shot. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I got really distracted. Do you think in this scenario of that video, Robert Downey Jr. is the rude person? Or the person know. who is making the rude person know. regret their actions? I really apologize. We don't have time to get off the rail so anyway any more setup on this as she's i'll just she opens the you're app basically right she's trying to book a vacation um and as she tries as she considers all the places she could book and in song um we see her in various costumes again i love the costume design on this i would i almost asked you if we could do a best costume design oh interesting uh, oh we should category maybe next year yeah. but between like with song and dance numbers already yeah, being a pretty big be a category of, yeah. it would have been this show's already gonna be so long so anyway, as she's thinking, imagining all these places that she would book, a ski chalet, a, a cute tiny home somewhere, a beach vacation, um, we see her in all these fantasy scenarios with her husband, Ben. Oh, booking.com. I'm going to somewhere, anywhere. A beach house, a tree house. Honestly, I don't care. Hello, humidity. A fancy hotel with a sexy garden. Landscape architect. A tiny home with aggressive flair. Somewhere, anywhere. As long as they have child care. Booking dot. Yeah. She said as long as they have child care at the end. Is that what she said? Yes, it kind of got swallowed, but... It's, it got swallowed, and also there's not a... Is there... There's no... Oh, I, I guess you do see a couple of kids at the very end. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, fine. Fine. You know, I mean, I think it it's a very serviceable little song and dance number. Yeah, we... Wow. I am scrolling through the rest of the show. Okay, we got to pick up the pace here. Uh, let's award a winner to that category, Best Song or Dance. I For think... me, it's either... It's either Tur TurboTax or Bud Light. I would go... See, this is where it's always tough. I liked TurboTax better. I feel like Bud Light is more significant. It's kind of like it goes to what we were saying before. Tubi probably wins... For the best new artist, probably of people talking about it. No, we're not. We're here to make our decision. Okay, then I would go with TurboTax. I okay. found that charming as hell. I, I was. I would take either. I was equally in love with both of them. Okay, for good. different reasons. Okay, cool. TurboTax dancer. I love a good upset. So now we're in the category of weirdest commercial, and I would love to take over for this first one. This is another two B commercial. This is the one that. Um, I am gaga over. This is yeah, like... you're really uh, over the moon on this I mean, one. I can't believe how dark and weird this commercial is to plop right in the middle yeah, of the Super Bowl. This one's going to be hard to beat. For me, at least. Yeah. I mean, you mean... Yeah, that's right. For in this the, category for this of category, weirdness, yeah. right? Because, I mean, it's one thing to go weird dur during the Super Bowl. Maybe something with Doritos or Skittles. But, like, this is dark. You see various people working, whether at their home office. You For some reason, you see a 
lot of like teachers um, uh, it, it, like working late in their classrooms or people studying. I don't know why there's such an emphasis on educational surroundings in this. You see a kid in the library at one point. but I guess because people watch a lot of TV at school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, it's weird, right? Like, are you supposed to be watching TV at school? And Probably not. As you see these people in whatever situation they're in, and they're usually kind of darkened situations. Like the sun has set, um, and you'll see like kind of a shadow come across these folks. Like, and you notice that it's like it's a shadow of a giant rabbit, yeah. and I mean like a Harvey style rabbit or more. Uh, similar is the Donnie Darko yeah, comparison. Like these furry, are scary, but it is not overly friendly looking. These are like these are mascot style rabbits. These are humans, big humans in rabbit costumes. Yeah, gr- menacing people. Yeah. We just see and, them and abducting them and abducting them. And slowly you realize these rabbits are grabbing these people. You see them carrying them sometimes far like a fireman style over their shoulders you see them sometimes dragging people the out leg. of their homes by the ankle there's one rabbit leaving th- in the middle of the day yeah. through two french doors you never even see the people's faces just dragging two people one ankle in each yeah. hand out of their own french doors into the yard and you don't realize what's going on until the very end and you see these giant holes because rabbits have holes right and then the rabbits throw these people down the rabbit hole i remember getting it like at the very very last minute right before they showed the reveal i'm like they're throwing them down rabbit holes a 2b rabbit hole which is it's such not only is it visually interesting and dynamic and i just love everything about this commercial but it has a point. Yeah, it actually It has makes a sense. point because the product is like that. Like, oh, there's a whole channel dedicated to Columbo? Yeah. Or would, like, that's kind of the vibe of Tubi. Like, a bunch of... It's a free streaming service that is relying on a bunch of old IP. Yeah. and But you can go down a rabbit hole of old shows or game and, shows. And do. And do. So let's take a listen to this. God, I love this commercial. This woman's working in her home uh, office. Ra- the, the rabbit kind of passes by behind her before she she sees it and then it grabs her now Kid, kids studying in the library. library the rabbit physically knocks the chair out from under her. it's really making this point when you look at it in hindsight that that's what media is like right it, it like, just grabs, it grabs you. you it grabs you yeah because like it's violently it's like this kid is just studying doing his homework in a darkened library then the rabbit kicks the chair out from yeah. underneath him he hits the floor and then the rabbit picks him up because it's easier to carry a human that way god it's so good it's so so unbelievably scary you have this great noir kind of like shadows of rabbit ears being cast over some One teacher thing I, in classroom. I will say is noteworthy is the people aren't shown resisting which I think is very yeah, key to the true. point right is like you're not resisting because you want to go down this rabbit hole you see a, a traffic jam traffic is backed up because many rabbits have taken over this town yeah. and they're dragging people out of their cars in a traffic jam and their jam. eyes are like so dark and expressionless yes thanks Donnie Darko for making giant rabbits frightening forever by the way and they take them into the woods where there's these giant holes I mean, the people do look alarmed. Somebody gets booted, just kicked in the butt down the a The poor hole. kid who got the chair kicked out from underneath But them. then they see all this content that they have access to, and now they're very happy. As they're falling, all of a sudden, like, they're the, the walls Great of Alice this rabbit Wonderland hole in that way. Yeah, are, are um, covered with uh, 
televisions that they see and then they get big smiles at the end there was another commercial that aired later and i didn't get to uh, i couldn't tell what was going on i couldn't hear anything but it was seemed like a very short echo of this commercial just a giant we just carrot. saw a giant carrot with a giant bite taken out of the side of it almost yep. like a corn cob kind of bite um just laying in a in a forest somewhere right was there anything that went along with that you know what i just for time's sake i didn't grab it but it was just kind of an echo of yeah i couldn't hear it during the ad people were very loud i don't know if i mentioned that um okay so that's i mean i don't know if i'm uh, tipping my hand here but that is one of if not my favorite commercial from the super bowl i'm very excited about it well it's up against some stiff competition here for weirdest this one got a lot of buzz this is for squarespace uh, features adam driver we talked about the teaser for this last week Um, and this was one where they made like a little mockumentary where Adam Driver plays all of the people who are making the commercial talking about how he loves working with himself this one uh, the premise is it's a singularity and it's very like very like a avant-garde weird um it actually reminds me a lot if you have seen this the opening to the show severance where there's lots of little people splitting into many many versions of a people and their little bodies are flying through the air that kind of that's kind of how this ends but basically he's looking at a screen he he realizes that squarespace is a website that makes websites and he has like it causes him to have like an existential crisis so that he wanders through the de- through a, a strange moonlight moonscape like desert, hundreds of him appear and start talking to each other, and then they fly into the singularity. I mean, it's just completely surreal. Yeah, the audio's worth it. This is one that I saw on the TV, couldn't hear what was going on. Was like, I don't know, it's Adam Driver. I kind of, I don't know why, but I, I think after the last Star Wars movies, I kind of am weirdly like when I see Adam Driver now, I'm. I dislike him, sort of, which is weird because I used to really like him. Anyway, I'm just like, eh, whatever. They got Adam Driver. I really think you got to reset on Adam Driver. Yeah, you maybe. really need to. But um, then when I went back afterwards, Luke played this for me on TBTL, and I was like, this is a fucking great yeah, commercial. Great. Doesn't it give you a severance vibe? Yes, it does. It's like an, a, a well-appointed workplace. But a little retro-y. Mm-hmm. Squarespace is a website that makes websites. Now he's out in the desert somewhere, wandering, looking for answers. Squarespace is a website that makes websites. <laughs> I love it. Adam Driver's best work. (laughs) Meaning it could create itself. Websites making websites. (laughs) So great. Very good, Adam. I'm Adam. We're in a close loop of creation. It's the singularity. Now they're all sucked into like this black hole. <laughs> Website. You did it, Adam Driver. No, you did it, Adam Driver. 
<laughs> so great. I mean, just I mean, that is so good. This uh, is a very tough category. Yeah, I between say. that and the bunnies, I'm gonna go with the bunnies so far because that's the one that brung me. But um, and I'm gonna tell you this next one for DoorDash. I also like a lot. In a weaker year, I think this would have a, a shot. But let's play it anyway. Before we move on to DoorDash, I just want to say one thing. Upon watching this now for the third time, I could be overthinking this. I've done that once or twice before, but. I almost feel echoes of one of the most famous, iconic Super Bowl commercials of all time, which the was the, the Apple slash yes. Macintosh I don't one. think that's accidental. I think just like the, when they all stand there and stare at this bright light, which is yes. the singularity, and they put their sunglasses on. And then they get sucked into it instead of throwing a hammer at it. I think it's hard not to make that, yeah. uh, have that echo. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Um, all right. This is for DoorDash. And the the tagline here is, we get groceries. And you have a woman who, I apologize if she is somebody famous, uh, I didn't recognize her, but she's um, a, sort of a youngish, maybe late 30s Asian woman, kind of petite, and she's standing in the grocery store and she's talking to three different people, or characters, I guess I should say, who all have a chef in their uh, title or or Oh, I totally biography. missed this. This has Raekwon the Chef from Wu-Tang. And I didn't Maddie realize Matheson, that. And Maddie Matheson, which is from uh, Hulu series The Bear, which is about a chef. Okay. Which I haven't seen, so Me I didn't get neither. it. Me neither. And then this tiny little stop-motion gray guy that's very weird, which is why I really put it in this uh, category called Tiny Chef. Yeah, you know, I saw this, couldn't follow what was going on. So, it's yeah, tell me about this. So she's just, she's in this produce aisle in the grocery store, and she's having a conversation with these three chefs of various descriptions. They ordered pineapple. You gotta smell the butt to know if it's right. <laughs> you know that noise? Make it white. Hear that Fresh noise, it means it's ripe. Because cream rules everything around. All right, chefs, we gotta go get the beans. Sink the eggs for big, bro. Yeah, what I mean? Chefs, they definitely said pinto beans. Actually, they want fava beans. You're so good at this. We get groceries. DoorDash. So I like it because it's weird, and I like I like the tiny chef stop motion guy. It's very confusing what's being said. I know it sounded mm. like an absolute just gobbledygook to the listeners. Even to me, watching it and seeing what how the interactions are playing out, I'm having a hard time following it. With a pretty like clunky reference to the Wu Tang's most famous song, "Cream." Yeah, like, it just it that that to me doesn't. That's an easy one yeah. for me. That that just seems like Super Bowl jamming. I feel like it could have been better. I feel like it had good ingredients. Uh, no if pun you will. intended. Yeah. yeah. Um, but all right, so we got to pick a winner here. Obviously, it's between Squarespace, Singularity, and Tubi down the rabbit hole. I got to go with Tubi. I, I, God, I really like them both, though. I really like them both. I think if it was just me, something about the way, something about that Squarespace one really speaks to me. Um, that's probably mm, my split favorite. decision. I'm... I, I'm going to go with Tubi. It's really hard. I'm going to go with right. Tubi. Put me down for Squarespace. Oh, uh, yeah, because... We'll do a split decision. Why not? Yeah, and I think that it's like... What I like about... While that while Adam Driver's is weird and dark, Tubi's is horrifying. Yeah, Tubi's is amazing. And that's what I like, that they were just like, no, let's just scare the fuck out of people. Let's grab people. Let's have giant rabbits yeah. grab people, drag them through the city streets, and throw them down giant holes. I mean, the goddamn audacity. Audacity. It's audacious for sure. I think the Squarespace one, in addition to being a great ad and visually stimulating and great sort of filmmaking, for me, this is sort of what I come to the Super Bowl ads for is like 
a showstopper like Squarespace. Mm-hmm. Like it's it really is kind of like like you said, like it it does evoke like kind of iconic commercials of the past. I feel like it has the power to become iconic. Um, still a lot to talk about here, so we might want to maybe get to a point where we don't play every single one of these. Um, what was the DraftKings commercial? We're moving on here to the um, best use of celebrity yes. category. What was the DraftKings commercial? This is one of those packed with super, packed with superheroes, packed with celebrities. I know they'd love to think of themselves as superheroes. Mm-hmm. Um, it has. They're the true heroes. They're the true heroes. I kind of like this one only because it uses um, Anna Diplosis as a rhetorical device which is uh where the last word of one sentence is becomes the first word of the next sentence Mm. um it stars kevin hart he's the main main attraction and he's hosting a party i guess a super bowl party and he's talking about DraftKings and how it's outrageous that everybody gets a free bet um when they try DraftKings, and so he's talking to uh, it's sort of the the camera takes us to all these different conversations that are happening throughout kevin hart's super bowl party with uh, other famouses like Ludacris, Emmett Smith, The Undertaker, Tony Hawk, Dr. J. Um, and as they're talking and kind of making fun of Kevin Smith, um, they're each, Kevin Hart. I'm sorry, Kevin Hart. Uh, uh, the, the conversation leads from one, each conversation leads from one to the next. DraftKings. Now I know it's the Super Bowl and all, but everyone gets a free bet. Man, that's big. Poppy. So what's Cab Fetty? The short odds? <laughs> You're both ludicrous. Hey, I heard Kevin's taking the under. The under? Please. I ain't no undertaker. <laughs> hey, I'm watching you like a hawk. Tony Hawk? Like the bird? All customers head to the DraftKings Sportsbook so, app. To ugh, it's terrible. Hard, hard to follow uh, audio uh, with just the audio, but each... You, it was all each one of those celebrities got like a fraction of a second, and they got to say their name. Say just their like name. the absolute yeah. worst of Super Bowl commercials, yeah. just absolute garbage. This next one is one where I really liked it. I don't think you were as big a fan, Mm-mm. but I think it's a uh, that's the one I was referring to earlier, where I think they took an a celebrity and instead of trying to put them in some grandiose scenario, kind of like with Ben Affleck, they just found something interesting and kind of cool and authentic and and quirky and did something interesting with the celebrity maybe it didn't work for you as well as the ben affleck one did but at least they tried something kind of different this is for t-mobile it's bradley cooper and his mother whose name is gloria campano uh doing trying to trying to record an ad for t-mobile together and it's just both it's mostly either faked outtakes or real outtakes of them trying to get this this ad for T-Mobile recorded and there's just a couple of good jokes in there that I think really land. And why is he I know it's supposed to be outtakes of a commercial, but of course it really is a commercial we're watching, but I don't understand why he's wearing like this formless pink T-Mobile t-shirt. Like you wouldn't we've seen a million T-Mobile commercials. You don't wear them. He's a very attractive guy. Like it doesn't seem like they're really shooting a commercial because why? Or is it supposed to be like like not maybe audition, they're but they're, maybe they're rehearsing? Because that's the vibe. Because it's yeah. like so weird. Like it's just he doesn't look like he's in a commercial or shooting a commercial. He looks he looks like he would never wear that shirt. He looks <laughs> like he was at a parade and somebody shot a T-Mobile T-shirt out of a gun. <laughs> put it on as a And gag. then he spilled coffee on the shirt he was wearing, so he had to wear the T-Mobile shirt. Like well, it's his mom a weird doesn't like thing. how it looks either. To tell you all the incredible things about T-Mobile, 
We tried to make a commercial with Bradley Cooper and his mother. Hi, how can I help you? Yeah, I don't like the way you look. <laughs> Does G-Mobile really have a 5G? America's largest 5G network. Try it again. Oh my god, you look like a flamingo in this. Okay. Yeah. America's largest, largest 5G, 5G network. network. How can I help you? Hi, how are you? <laughs> Help you. You're making me crazy. Really? And what does price lock guarantee mean? Mom, talk to me. Don't worry about this. Well, I have one eye there and one eye on you. T-Mobile has price lock. Okay, whoa. <laughs> Give me the paper. Oh my god, they're their authentic like laughing is like the fakest looking laughing I've ever seen. This to me, I'll continue in a second, but like the little bits that we saw in that Bud Light commercial of a couple who's legitimately like somehow the directors were able to capture real yeah. laughter. That's what this commercial is shooting for. But it's just like shot after shot of them being like, aren't we just I find this so cringy. <laughs> well, I think the reason he's in the pink T-shirt, by the way, is because he's supposed to they don't really make it clear what the premise was supposed mm -hmm. to be, but I think he's supposed to be a T-Mobile salesperson selling her, who's like up, you know, approaching her in the store I and guess, selling but her. But it's so weird that I mean, we've seen other, we've seen that scenario in other oh, T-Mobile. Like a clam. I think I know what I'm doing. I've been nominated nine times. Yeah, but you never won any. <laughs> Speaking of winning, this year T-Mobile's network won the most national awards. Now this just might make us America's best network. You did so well. Wish they could have said that. I actively dislike that commercial. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. I, I don't dislike it. I, I don't think it works perfectly, but I think it the, it doesn't give me the cringy feeling it gives you. It seems, it's the, that, it, to me, it feels like the most inauthentic version of trying to create authenticity that I dislike. Um, this next one, though, I think is, well, I think it's kind of the what one of you, the breakout You can't stars, believe unless right? they get Louis C.K. in there for him to rub his balls on his face or something. Wait, what? Remember in that that scene where I'll always think of Louis C.K. when I think of Bradley Cooper because he oh, the scene in, in American Hustle where oh. he like absolutely like destroys Louis C.K. like like rubs it in his face that he whatever at the time thinks that he's solved this uh, or cracked this case is has been intercut with him asking Louis C.K. In real in life. real life, when he was just an acting student, like how do you become famous or something like that? And Louis C.K. kind of like being rude to him. Yes, at like a Q and A. Yeah, or yeah, something. like the actor studio. Oh, is that what you said? I'm yeah. sorry. And did you was it cut together in the movie? No, or no. You mean it like just, later on, it was just done later on. It's just like a I really funny, ironic, amazing mm -hmm. coincidence. Mm -hmm. um, all right, moving on. Uh, not relevant. This is the one we've talked about uh, earlier as, as I think something we both like a lot. The Duncan commercial with Ben Affleck working the drive through in Medford, Massachusetts, my former home. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, he's, of course, famously Boston guy. And he's just they just have him, you know, pr they are pretending that he's just working the drive through and surprising people who roll up and order their Dunkin Donuts. And this is one of those commercials where it might be real people, not actors. It's definitely what they want you to think. Yeah. Um, and it could be conceivably like real kind of prank show kind of stuff. Maybe a few of them. Yeah. Until the end, of course. Most people know this, so I don't mind spoiling it. Until the end, when his girl, Jennifer Lopez, rolls up. And she's like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Um, Is this what you mean when you say you're going to work? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, it's well And written. I think that he's legitimately kind of charming in here. And again, like... Ben Affleck has a lot of charisma. And and the fact that, like, he's been associated with Duncan, but in this weird, like, like kind of, like, beat down way. Like, there's this very famous meme of him just, like, holding Dunkin' Donuts or picking it up off his porch 
Torch or something like that. And there was yeah. a didn't and I'm seeing YouTube is suggesting this for me now. There was an SNL Dunkin' Donuts. Was it a, co- a fake commercial or something that was like real Southie or something? Boston. Um, Dunkin' Donuts. And anyway, he's been a, kind of associated with this brand, but yeah. in a somewhat That's mocking the, the way. The SNL for a while. Uh, fake thing that you're talking about is actually starring his brother Casey Affleck. But oh, um, it is. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. I, I missed. They look. I they look very similar. Okay, but in this one, he's just working the drive through. Welcome to Dunkin' and special Dunkin' Run medium or large coffee. Get a donut for an incremental dollar. Well, well, like, how can it be this inexpensive and well. good? No I'm just gonna have to just give you 10 munchkins. You look a little lost. One second, I'm trying to find the bagels. Do I look familiar? Oh. Should I be in it or you want to just you... self portrait? What are you doing here? Curse me if I like Is this what you do when you say you're going to work all day? I, I gotta go, guys. Grab me a glaze. I think her gla- I think her grab me grab me a glazed is w- really well done. Unlike, yeah, it, unlike whatever the fuck I just said. The sound design in that is kind of interesting. It's bad, but I think like the badness of it is intentional and works for mm-hmm. it. Like it really it it goes to their their premise that this is just um you know, uh secret camera footage of him doing this, um, but it's I think it works well. And he he does he just. Even when he's like mumbling in his in mm-hmm. a in an over an, an over the top Boston accent, he's very funny. It's just kind of funny, and yeah. it's just like almost throwaway lines, which I like. They don't. Tr- it doesn't yeah. seem like they try too hard. I've got a note from listener Jenny here who says, "As your self appointed and unofficial Dunkin' Donuts correspondent, Jenny's written in about Dunkin' before, <laughs> by the way, and also still calling it Dunkin' Donuts. Thank you, Jenny. Yeah, I do as well. Stay strong. Uh, ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez filmed that commercial at a local Dunks here in Medford, Massachusetts. It's actually one that I frequent. The location was shut down for filming in January, and it was big news." around here I love that ad especially when Ben said you're embarrassing me in front of my friends <laughs> I actually don't did was that in the version she, we just yes. heard he said it he, goes by pretty he quickly. really swallows it she says is this what you say when you say you're going to work you're embarrassing me in front of my friends <laughs> that is so great um okay I, I again tipping my hand here I think that's how you use a celebrity it's really maybe, great, and yeah. maybe the next time they try to do it it feels like they're trying too hard because it's already been done but I like the low just the kind of low profile yeah. low production like of if that. what we're judging for this category is how celebrity plays a it plays a great plays a role in the commercial and making the commercial more effective or funnier or whatever or more poignant I think this one that's what makes it funny right is like mm-hmm. they're respective types of celebrity and the things that make them that they're famous for this next one um i don't have a huge opinion about other than i just found it to be somewhat blah um for whatever it's worth i was talking to luke about it he hated this commercial really? i don't yeah. what's so hateable about it i thought it was yeah middle of the road i don't need charming to get, enough. He, he he talked about it on our podcast i don't yeah. have to, i don't have to reiterate his arguments which i don't know that they totally hold up the scrutiny for me it's just again kind of like a hey we have celebrities and it doesn't quite land the ending or stick the stick the landing or whatever i'm trying to say here but why don't you set this up we're in a in a refrigerator uh next to a, a big jar of mayonnaise and a tiny John Ham is standing next to it, as is a tiny Brie Larson, and they're working out the fact that they're next, they're in the refrigerator because they don't seem upset about it. But this is sort mm-hmm. of like a fantasy sequence where they're in the refrigerator because their names are Brie and Ham, like things you would eat on a sandwich with mayo. The door opens, 
and a giant, you know, a regular sized Pete Davidson is there to get to make himself a ham and brie sandwich. And then we cut back. To, I'm telling you all this because without the visuals, it's a little confusing. Then we cut back to the party where they all are. And it seems like maybe Pete Davidson's been kind of spinning this fantasy of Brie and Ham and Brie with Mayo to Brie Larson and John Ham at this party. John? Brie, any idea why we are in a fridge? Well, I'm Brie. Yeah, I'm John. I know, but you're John who? John Ham. So we're Brie and? Brie and Ham. Ham and Brie, I get it. And Hellman's. We're dinner. Well, with Hellman's, all these leftovers can be anything. Except Pete Davidson. Uh-huh. He really is everywhere. I'm gonna eat you guys. You guys are really delicious. That's, that's weird. Hellman's brings leftovers to life. Of course, it, when we saw this, it was called Best Foods. In fact, yeah, and I would like to, I was going to mention that as well. Like, this one says Hellman's, and I didn't realize they, that John Hamm says Hellman's, so they must have had to recut the audio as well. Yeah. Um, I just don't get it. Like, if, if the third person was some other, pun, like, it just seemed like, well, we can get Pete Davidson. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he's in everything. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, it doesn't, it, it, it's not cohesive. It's just like, okay, we started with this idea of two people whose names are foods that can go together in a sandwich and need to be refrigerated. Like, okay, that's fine. But then it's just kind of like, that's it. That's all we had. We had like 10 seconds of an idea. And now it's like, oh, Pete Davidson yeah. is eating me. Like, what? I think it would have worked a little bit better if there had been just a tiny bit more writing at the end where Pete Davidson where we realize that this is a, a sort of a wackadoo story that he's made up. I think yeah, that is maybe what's he happening. Should be by himself, not at a party. Or where he's saying to John and Bree, yeah, and it's like, you're in the sandwich. Get it? You know, like just, just I think put a little put a little hat on it just so we get it more, like creates more of a narrative. I mean, I think we get that they're in the sandwich that he goes from saying, I'm going to eat you or whatever to like us seeing the sandwich being made. But like, I mean, if you need to go with this premise of having Pete Davidson in there, like maybe he's imagining them and then he eats the sandwich and then he calls them both and says, hey, we should get together or something like menace. No, that wasn't good. But like <laughs> I just it just it this to me is, again, I'm getting irritated because this is, again, a classic Super Bowl commercial where it's just kind of like, I don't know, like two seconds of forethought, but a lot of money and celebrity. Yeah, That's all I hear you. Uh, I don't. Again, I don't think I'm having the strong reaction they're having to it, but I agree that it's uh, feels incomplete. Oh my God, Snoop Dogg! All right, Snoop Dogg, as you might know, is does a lot of marketing for different. Products. Now let me ask you this: He's not friends with Martha Stewart, is he? You'll be delighted to learn that he is, and that contractually <laughs> they cannot work independently anymore. I kind of don't mind no, them cashing fine. in on their friendship, but it yeah. really is like. This, again, is another very kind of tired commercial for me. There's one kind of angle I think is maybe sort of interesting. So this is for Skechers Slip-Ins, slip Slip-Ons, I don't Probably know. Probably Slip-Ons. Um, and it's got a, it's pretty loaded with celebrities, but the premise uh, for all of this is that everywhere Snoop goes, all these different jobs that he inhabits, um, he can wear these Skechers Slip-Ons, which you can just step into and like the heel is flexible to let your foot in. It's, you know, it's for people who yeah. aren't super mobile. It's for, and it's, you know, primarily older specifically, people. Specifically, or yeah, yeah primarily older are, people. They, I, I see these ads mostly in my Reader's Digest. But note, notably, they are, they're using Snoop here. Snoop's only 51, by the way. He's mm -hmm. not as old as I would have guessed. Um, 
they are using Snoop here to highlight that they are that they're fashionable. I mean, each one he's wearing is like really bright colors and definitely not it's i mean sneakers look so crazy to me now anyway mm -hmm. like talk about who's who's well, even, old even the it's cool me. sneakers seem orthopedic yes even cool sneakers look like there's got some crazy orthopedic sole on them these days so the fact that these are kind of like for older you know an older customer the design of them is doesn't necessarily give that away but the the you know functionality of them kind of does that's what i that's the one part that i thought was sort of interesting is thinking about and again i'm sort of echoing what i said on tbtl but like the fact that like hip-hop is getting old yeah. right like it was the, our youngest form of pop music for the longest time being born i, I again i think Honestly, early 80s. I mean, the roots go back to the late 70s, but still yeah. rock and roll had 30 years on that or whatever. Right. Absolutely. And so you saw you saw the generations kind of cycle through influence other generations. We saw the boomers get old or whatever. And it's not really until like, I don't know, the past 10 years or so that we're seeing, you know, like the, the various generations of hip hop, a lot of change going on and that you now have and you said 51 is not super old but like that you have a person who for our generation was so groundbreaking and um edgy yeah. i mean uh, you know going through a murder trial while releasing an album coming out on stage on mtv and singing murder was the case that they gave me right is now advertising unironically with his elderly white friend Martha Stewart yeah. and his shoes, other elderly white friend Howie Long shoes that you don't have to bend over to put on you know I mean yeah. so that part is kind of interesting to me I guess we'll take a listen to this so we're on a plane we open on a plane uh, that is Howie Long right I think so it looks like him to me um is the pilot uh and he makes some announcement that's I don't know relevant to Snoop I forget we've arrived Mr. Dog time to slip in all righty up when we did our Howie Long commercial, Howie in so many commercials, so many commercials. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was in Sketch. I think he's been a long time. I think yes. he's been associated with Sketchers for a long time. Him, Tony Romo, and it used yeah, to Tony's be, in this too. Used to be Joe Montana too. Mm -hmm. right? So he's performing in them. He's biking, biking in them. Looking good dog. He's grooming dogs in them. Tony, get more. He's coaching. A little, a little league football team, and Tony Romo hey, is sure actually this is kind of a funny nine, joke. Actually. If you want to pause it, okay, yeah. So he's, he's coaching little league. Tony Romo, for some reason, as I pointed out during our Super Bowl party, uh, Snoop has his name on the front of his jersey. It says <laughs> Coach Snoop because they're the, the fighting Coach Snoops, right? That doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Um, so oh, when do you he's want at, to set this yeah, up? let me just set this up quickly. When while he's out there on the field, all the little peewee football players are kids except for Tony Romo. And Tony Romo throws a bullet that like absolutely throws a kid across the field. And at that point, Snoop says, are you really only eight? And Tony Romo says, no, he's, he's actually nine. Yeah. Get more. Man, are you sure you eight? I'm nine, actually. Hey, Snoop, how do you do all this stuff? Sketches, baby. Shoes made for all walks of life. Get your they, feet off the desk. They are slip-ins. And that was Martha Stewart in a very Hillary-esque uh, mm -hmm. outfit in a what appears to be either the Oval Office or some kind of Which, that's a weird term office. there, too. I don't know if they... Do they... Do they think that Hillary won? <laughs> that would be wild. Like that's how, like what is that? Maybe even a really rich people to? live in a world where Hillary did win, and that's like that's what's really great about being rich is there was never a Trump. Um, 
That would be nice, although not it's for like the that, rich it's people's like taxes, that, that though. It's like how there's that country that uh, only rich people know about. And then there is one here. We don't usually do promos, but I thought this was somewhat notable. Um, you're watching this Peacock show, Poker Face, sure right? With Natasha it Leone. It is right up my alley. I love Lata- Natasha Leone. I liked um, uh, the Russian doll show that she was in because I love, I like uh, kind of freaky deaky sci-fi mysteries. Um, but I also really like cozy mysteries and this is kind of a fun combination of those two where uh, she's on the run from some gangsters and so she goes from town to town using her one superpower which is that she can always tell if people are lying to solve um, various murders Uh, in this one she's just watching uh, the Super Bowl at a bar with um, either I don't know if this is a, a friend or just or another famous person I didn't recognize them um, and she's saying who in the Super Bowl ads so far has been lying. I'm looking to see here if they mention who this other person is that she's having drinks with at the bar, but it doesn't seem to say. But yeah, so I do like the meta nature of this that she's referring to what we've seen. In, and then it becomes just a promo for Poker it's Face. It's a promo for Poker Face, but it's interesting because they're referring to things that we've already seen in other Super Bowl commercials, which that always just makes me wonder about like the coordination, you know, because this is a let's see we were watching the super bowl on fox that's right right yeah we were watching the super bowl on fox peacock NBC. not associated with fox associated with nbc so i always kind of wonder like how how do they know what's on the docket that they can make these specific references to other super bowl yeah. commercials you're telling me you know when someone's lying every time so the friends in that beer commercial hate each other the kid licking the window in the pixel air. Uh, that's a 19-year-old. The M&M's characters never left? <laughs> hey, have you seen this new show? It looks good. Poker face. Not watching. That's true. I like the meta nature of it. I actually don't think it's the best performance. It's not super I've well done. Um, although they did, abs- they the friends in the beer commercial is like generic mm-hmm. and could be anything. Um, the uh, the kid licking the window in the in the pixel ad is like very specific. Yeah, we'll get to that one, and so is the M and M's one, and I guess we'll get to that too. So although we got to pick a winner here, but I think it's an easy decision, right? The best use of celebrities got to go to uh, Duncan it's Ben Duncan. Affleck. Yep. Yeah, I'll write our names in here. So, what is our next category? All right, this one is a special this year only category because there were so many of these. There were four different ads that relied on movie or TV parodies, specific parodies of movie or TV shows. I thought it was kind of interesting that that emerged as a mm-hmm. um, as a theme this year. So I thought, let's pick the best parody. Can we... So I'm looking at the list of commercials we still have to get to, and I know I say this at the beginning of each one, but we are knocking on the door of 90 minutes into the show, and we still have... I, I don't know if we've even gotten to half the commercials on your list. So I would like to stop playing all of these. For example, we played the, the trailer or the teaser for this right. Rakuten Clueless uh, commercial. Um, and now we saw again, again, it's, it's like, who are all the people in Clueless? They're all grown up now, but they're in the classroom and, um, it's exactly what we thought was going to happen from the teaser. It's just an extended version it's an extended of, version of yeah. a lot of famous scenes from Clueless, the shopping scene, mm-hmm. the debate scene, the crashing the car scene. Um, all right. I had mentioned last week that I didn't really watch Clueless, so... 
that was all lost to me. That came off to me as a commercial that is again very Super Bowly. Like let's get let's get nostalgic and get some famous people, but there none of the jokes really seemed funny to me. But I guess I didn't watch the movie, so maybe they were hilarious. But they just seemed like lame callbacks. What did you think of somebody who's seen that movie? Well. I think that they were it was it's it's it was enjoyable to see the world again. Hmm. Like it's a if you enjoy that movie it was enjoyable to see the world again. And and I think Alicia Silverstone landed a, a her punchlines pretty uh you know pretty well. Okay, yeah. It didn't do much she for me. She quitted herself well. Most of these didn't do a lot for me, except for this next one, which was the again something that we had teed up last week cuz we knew that the Breaking Bad Actors were going to come back for a little mini reunion to sell something called popcorners, yeah, a popcorn I, snack. I do think this is incredibly. This well was done. amazing, and to do this with with a as a reference to meth yeah. is kind of a high degree of difficulty. You know, I mean that show obviously it's played for laughs here, but it was ex- it, it, they don't shy away from using some very dark scenes from that show to sell crackers <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly so if you're familiar with the show you'll get this or you know if you know the basic premise you see uh walt and jesse they're in like the rv and instead of cooking up meth walt has come up with a new recipe for a snack and it's these popcorners thing and jesse is just beside himself with it and then they're gonna uh take it to tuco one of the real bad i mean one of the scariest yeah. characters in in modern and television unhinged and evil who used to like sample the who used to sample the the drugs and would be like kind of freak out and go tight 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 yeah. and he does that exact thing here after tasting a snack chip and yeah. it's like pretty dark it man it is pretty and dark it, but I like but it really well done really well directed as far as recreating it and I just think all that the, like, all the actors absolutely nail it and like no, and again like knowing what's coming we knew that the, it was going to be these guys doing a reunion parody but there was something about the writing that made and, and I believe the acting and directing that made it work yo these are the bomb! And they're air popped, not fried. Popcorners? You're an artist. Actually, Jesse, it's just basic ingredients. <laughs> no, we don't eat our own supply. Mr. White! Jesse, <laughs> everyone's gonna wanna taste. And I know just the guy to talk to. Yeah, they're out in the desert with two What are these? We call them popcorners. Say their name. <laughs> He's wearing the Heisenberg hat. <laughs> Popcorners. Tight, tight, tight. Yeah. How much of this stuff do you have? We've got six signature flavors, y'all. Seven. You make seven. <laughs> seven works. Yeah. Popcorners break into something good. I guess that's an announcement that they went from six to seven flavors too, which I didn't realize. I just cut off Tuco. Do we come back for a little joke at the end? I think here? he has a little bit at the end. Break here. into something good. We're going to eat a lot of snacks together. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. He does this crazy laugh. Um, great, great, great so parody. So good. And, yeah. like, and so so much uh, just perfectly recaptures the, the, the whole vibe of Breaking Bad, but for such a funny uh, twist. I love it. I'll so let you decide which of these next two to share, if either or both. But to me, they were both good examples of Super Bowl extravagance yes. without a lot of creativity. Let's skip Caddyshack. We talked about that last week. It's just the scene at the very end of Caddyshack where um, Brian Cox, that was the one thing that was kind of a surprise. Brian Cox is is uh, in the role of the Ted Knight character. Yeah, of, very like, the angry. Bad, the bad guy. 
Um, and Serena Williams is, I guess, the role of Danny Noonan, mm-hmm. who's like the caddy who, you know, wins it all. And she hits her putt. If she sinks this putt, she wins everything. Um, Tony Romo's underneath the the tree. He eats uh, or he drink. He opens up a Mick Ultra. It makes the, all the birds fly out of the tree, and that causes enough of a vibration that the ball rolls in. So it's just like it's the end of Caddyshack, right? And um, and Tony Romo, of course, playing the um, Bill. Uh, Jesus, Bill Murray, Bill character. Murray character. Yeah, my brain is. So let's talk about here. this GM net, uh, Netflix crossover one, which is uh, starring Will Ferrell. I love Will Ferrell, and you know, usually he really nails it. Um, he's so funny, and he's so good at short form comedy because I mean, he has a sketch background, and he does all these like funny or die things. But this, I thought, was like a real miss. And it's a weird. Didn't you want to? Are we doing this? Didn't you have an idea last week to set up a a segment or a category of um, crossover commercials? Yeah, there are. There just weren't really enough that were interesting that it was worth talking about. But it. weirdly, this is one of the most bonkers crossovers I could imagine. I think yeah. it's fine. We're not doing it, but like for some reason, this is both a commercial for GM electric vehicles yeah. and Netflix. And the premise is. According to Will Ferrell, who is driving the GM truck around in this uh, commercial, is that Netflix is going to start putting more EV uh, vehicles into their shows to highlight the, you know, pre- the prevalence or the the normalcy of of, of uh, electric vehicles. And then to make that point, he starts out in a zombie movie, and Matt, you know, and says like, "You could have an EV in a zombie movie," and then he's in all these other famous uh netflix properties like bridgerton uh stranger things uh squid game where it would make no sense to have an ev because like that would be bonkers for the premise but he tries to pitch it anyway my did you want me to play any of this yeah let's just give it a play okay good because i have a question for you this is something that luke pointed out when i was talking to to him about it it feels like I'm missing a joke. Twice in this commercial, he says, it's the least they could do. Is that a reference to something? If it was just once, it seems like maybe it's a throwaway right. line. Not that there's a lot of throwaway lines when you could break down like that. One line of a Super Bowl commercial is a million dollars. But like, I don't understand why he keeps saying it's the least they could do. General Motors is going electric. And Netflix is joining in by including more EVs in their movies and shows. The least they can do. So if you're gonna get swarmed by an army of the dead, why not get swarmed in an EV? No, I said no biting. Or if you're being voluntarily kidnapped, why not be kidnapped in an EV? What's that scent? Is it pine? Now, should they add EVs everywhere? This is Bridgerton. They shallant. This is funny. They shan't. Is it shallant or shan't? It's neither. What about here, Erica? You're ruining the show, you Stranger idiot. Thing. What do you mean? It's me, Dusty. You're not. Yeah, you're right. This is ridiculous. Tammy, wait. Later, loser. But anywhere else it makes sense. There goes another runner. Brad was so much better for you. You should have gone with Brad. Get Brad. Are you serious? Why not make more of those cars electric? It's the least they can do. <laughs> Gordon, you kill me. I mean, you literally did. He's kill been me. zombified at the end. Mm-hmm. If that, you're right. The it's the least they could do. He turns the camera to say it the second time. Feels very intentional and and pointed. And I don't know what it's about. Yeah. If anyone either. knows, let us know. I think it's pretty easy to yeah. say, not to speak on your behalf, no, but Pop Corners, Breaking Bad. Yeah, big big time. Really good, right? That uh, obviously. just destroys that category category of best parody. Yeah, no, I think that, um, I actually thought the Caddyshack was not bad. 
Uh, I know we didn't play it. I, I think, again, like I said, I don't have the, the deep Caddyshack kind of like, it doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't, I don't Me have neither. like a deep personal reference point for it. So maybe if I did, I would feel differently, but because I think it's fairly well executed, mm. but it, nothing's as funny as the Breaking Bad one. Um, now we have a category, best use of animals. Yes. So we would put the farmer's dog ad that we already talked about in there, yep. right? Which That's, was, that of course, was great. great. And that already won one. Did that win? What do we have that for? Best... best new artist. Oh, and did it win? Yeah. Okay. So could we have one take home two bullies? Two this, bullies? Has that ever happened? I mean, yeah, sure it has. Okay, interesting. And then um, what is this Jeep Wrangler commercial? I don't know if I know it. This is for an EV Jeep Wrangler um, that is making all the forest, all the animals that the car passes dance and do crazy dances because, of course, it's good for the environment. Oh. Um, so it's just like a lot of dancing animals, really. Um, but some of them are cute. Try, I'll play hit play on this because I don't remember seeing this at all. They've got some meerkats sitting up and paying attention. Yeah. Now, now there's a bear dancing. Oh, I in the saw forest, a bear dolphins. dance. I didn't know why. That's bad CG on that bear. Some of the animals are doing movements that is are real animal movements that look like dancing. Yeah. Okay. Some of them are bad CGI, like these elephants and this whatever that is, seal, I guess. Okay. Blah. You know, whatever. Yeah. Now there's a there's a cobra doing a cobra snaky dance. This is doing nothing for me. Okay. okay. There's a sloth. One joke that is kind of funny is like the music slows way down when they get to the sloth. Oh. The sloth is slow. And then there's a goat that does a little dance at the end as they charge up their EV. And now this uh, final, in the third and final commercial in the best use of animals category was the first one that I was in real time getting, uh, I felt like people were, were reacting to. Uh-huh. I wasn't following much like kind of online during the game to see what was like being tweeted about or what have you. But I received two text messages from friends who were watching the game elsewhere about uh, about this commercial and then as time went on it started to seem like this Amazon commercial maybe went a long way with viewers I gotta say uh, it's sort of unfortunate for Amazon that the farmer's dog food commercial mm-hmm. uh, that kind of was in the same the same crop because this one is another like emotional dog life commercial um, but I think it sort of overlaps too much for me uh, with the farmer's dog one, uh, just just sort of thematically. The premise here is that you have during the pandemic, uh, everybody gets a pandemic dog, right? They, this family has a dog during the pandemic. It's unclear if they adopted it during or if it's just like a dog that they have. But it's so interesting. I didn't even put the layer of pandemic. On yeah, this. pay attention because like they're all doing their home, their work mm. and school from home, and the dog's having a great life, right? Like it's getting all the attention it mm. needs. It's being petted and fed, and I mean it's being fed all the time. But mm-hmm. you know, it's like getting the attention that it that it needs and wants when the family all lives at home all the I time. I see. There are Zoom. There are Zoom classes going yes. on. Yes. Okay. And then we we hear the dad or somebody say, oh, going back to work for the office tomorrow is going to be weird. Okay, I kind of missed that turn in the commercial. And That's then the dog, season by season, sees them now sadly watches the, the people, its people leave the house and go off to their lives. And then he starts acting out and like tearing up the house and the family mm. doesn't know what to do. And so we see them researching what we think is going to be a dog crate. Oh, well, you know, is he, are they going to crate the dog? And by the way, he's destroying he's the absolutely house. destroying the house. And I mean, I just think maybe it's a little mean Like people responsible dog owners crate their dogs. Sometimes dogs are better off 
crated, but whatever. So we think that they're crating the dog, but actually what they're doing is getting a crate to bring home another dog to be the dog's friend. Because you see, I mean, it's kind of, it's it's definitely, I mean, you see them all gathered around the computer looking really sad yes, they, while they, they're buying a crate. It's a and it's like, big if they all knew that yeah. they were buying this to get a new puppy. They'd be happy. They'd be happy and excited. They wouldn't look like the whole family, the kids look so glum yeah. that they're buying a crate for a yeah. new puppy. So like, what? So it's a pretty, pretty. It's almost like Amazon lies. Pretty weak. Yeah, that's what she should have talked. If, if uh, Poker Face had known this ad was yeah, right. happening. Um so they get this new dog. They bring the they bring the crate in. We think that the dog's going to be put in the crate, and then they instead they open it up, and a new little dog runs out. And then we see that the two dogs are friends, and that they're not the old dog isn't stressed out anymore. As someone who just brought an animal into another into a house with an existing animal, so that they could be best friends, let me just tell you, it doesn't always go the way you think. That's it's what I was going to say. You know, I almost want, I meant to like kind of look to see because you know people. Even good organizations that have a message will sometimes cheesily draft off of a Super Bowl commercial and release a press release that says this is not the good thing. This is not a good thing to do. Right. And I was really expecting some like adoption agencies to be like the solution for a misbehaving dog is not to bring another dog into the home. Yeah. Like Although that- most adoption agencies do believe that it's better to have multiple animals in the home. That is true. Like, as I know, say, as as I'm hearing noise and feeling something on my feet and I see that my beloved cat is below me as I speak, digging through my garbage yeah, can. Because the other cat won't play with him. All over the place because the other cat won't play with him. God damn it, bingo. All right. Um, I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm only going to admit this because I think you might enjoy it. And no, I'm not going to stop picking up my litter while I host this podcast. Um I couldn't follow that commercial during the Super Bowl. I watched it very quickly on Monday morning afterwards, and I must have been distracted because I'll tell you, like, I missed that commercial was a lot better than I thought it was. And I didn't hate it, but I just thought. Yeah, what did you think this was about? (laughs) You're going to laugh your ass off. I'm an idiot, man. They were on their phone shopping for clothes. (laughs) And they got a dog instead. It started with Jenny McCarthy shopping for clothes. No, I just saw a montage of a really misbehaving dog. I kind of missed the whole, oh, he was happy during the pandemic thing. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I might have watched this on my phone while I was getting ready or something as I was trying to, like, kind of cram for Monday morning show. And um, I just thought it was a story of a misbehaving dog. And when I saw the crate, I thought they were getting the crate because they were going to be they were going to be sending him back somewhere, giving up, giving him up for adoption. Or they had to transport this dog to a new home because the family okay. was giving up on the dog. But instead, the family was getting the crate to bring a dog. So the thing that I messed up was that it was a very and I give Amazon credit for this, that they were taking that they were talking about a very specific moment in our history that we're at right now trying to meet the moment i think yeah. that's that, i think that's very interesting um and i totally missed the idea that the idea was oh we're gonna crate a dog when we're away at work and school i thought it was we're getting this crate because it's time to transport fido to a different family oh, okay. or organization so I don't, it's better than i thought certainly. that wasn't my read on it others might disagree maybe maybe that was one possible read of the misdirection yeah maybe actually you know what I, maybe i'll just for funsies look up icebox tv's description of it um um, but we don't have to do that. But no, I mean, I'm pretty sh- I'm pretty confident that your read on this is right. And I'm just sort of embarrassed about how, how dumb I was the first time I kind of glancingly watched this. I do think it's very effective use of animals. It's called Saving Sawyer. 
Um, it says they're very vague. It says an eye spot. The kennel they purchased suggests an unhappy ending for Sawyer. It's not a gas chamber. It's just I a crate. Know, right. But anyway, but it turns out they were bringing home another. I do think it's still specious. And I'll bet you if I had done my research, I'll bet you some organization released a press release saying, please don't do this. This isn't how you get a dog to behave better. <laughs> um, but does farmer does that beat out farmer's dog for best use of animals or farmer's dog is a two for Tuesday? I got to say. Because Farmer's Dog did the from the dog's perspective bit, yeah. I think it's the most effective use Me of Me too. And I don't want to split them up just because it won in another category. No, this isn't the Oscars thanks. where we give people awards because we fucked up in the past. <laughs> well, that's not... Sorry, that I, I'm swearing a that lot. That wouldn't be I'm the case really here tired. anyway. But people win multiple Oscars all the time. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving on. This is a big category. Uh, best comedy. Uh, I think we might have a few in here that we can we can skip over. Um but we cannot skip over Ram Trucks. No, this first this one. Because this was a showstopper. This was the first one that really, this aired near the end of the Super Bowl. And like I say, we were not with a bunch of people who were like, kind of like, oh, be quiet, a good one is on or something. Like people really didn't care about the commercials. But this one, it got everybody's for some attention. reason, got everybody's attention. And the, the premise here is it's a commercial for uh, electric Ram trucks, um, and it's in the form of a boner pill commercial, right? Yes. A, an ED commercial, and so it's got all the tropes of that. Our spokesperson is like a a man of you know a middle aged man, handsome mm -hmm. enough, but hiking through a, a field somewhere and talking gently to us yes. about how we might be a little insecure to making the leap to an electrified vehicle because it might not have the staying power, right. the stamina. Might it might not be able to handle. The load premature ele electrification, and so the whole thing is: are you uh, are you prepared for this? Don't worry about premature electrification. And this is one of those things where, okay, this is a commercial for one product, but it's a parody of a of a different product, or even like kind of a, a you know kind of titillating or funny premise. But it's just really well done. Yeah. Like the jokes within it, the acting within it, it the all delivering. Lands. Like, and so while he's talking, you hear from various couples, and it's always a couple, a man and, and a, a man woman. And always a man and a woman, I think, which is sort of interesting. Which, yeah, yeah and ED commercials for the most part, I don't, I haven't seen a lot that are aimed at gay couples or even inclusive of gay couples. I've never, seen, of I've gay never seen an ED either. commercial that's inclusive of gay men, and I would be very interested to see that. Yeah, but I'm sure so we far, will eventually. No dice. So this. I don't blame Ram for not trying to sure. break that because they're, they're going to be a for parody. they're trying to yeah. be a parody here. I agree. Um, but it's and it's addressing. I think it's three different couples, and one of them is about like whether or not you can go the distance. Another one is whether or not you can pull like whether or not you can pull a load. <laughs> That's the second one you'll hear, and then the third one is well, Boy, you'll hear the third one. It was ballsy one. them to go with something where the word load is really oh absolutely uh, oh my god. And then the very very last joke of this yeah. is uh, it's coming, but. Not too soon. Yeah. Are you excited about buying an electric vehicle, but worried that it could leave you unsatisfied? Then you could be one of many Americans concerned about premature electrification. Symptoms may include fearing you might not be able to last as long as you'd like. There was plenty of charge before, and sometimes it goes away. A lot of times. I've been working a lot. Being unsure <laughs> if you have enough power that. to handle your payload. I don't know if I got the power for this baby. I'm adventurous. I like to go all the way. I don't want to have to question if we're even going to make it. Yeah. It's a concern. Lacking the confidence about getting and being able to keep a charge. Having to stop every time we got really excited, that wouldn't work for me. Stop. 
Start. Stop. Start. If PE, premature electrification, is something you're worried about, go to RamRev.com and find out if the Ram 1500 Rev, with options being designed to extend range in satisfying ways, is right for you. Stop. Start. Stop. Start. And there's a lot of, just like in a... I heard a different version of that where I I swore the final joke was him saying... It's coming, but not too soon. Oh, I don't. I didn't remember that, but I thought you did. Oh, I. You know what? The version we played on TBTL might have had a little button on the oh. end of it. Because now that I remember it, it was it, the Super Bowl version did end with her being like, "Stop, start, stop, start." Um. Did you notice that? Or I don't know if you recognized him, but the 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 spokesman guy, the the guy who's who's narrating it, is an actor named Jason Jones. He used to be on The Daily Show, oh. and he's kind of been around anyway. Um, I, I like how there are a lot of like visual uh, jokes, like as there often are in ED commercials mm-hmm. or, or ED medication commercials, where like you have like a road sign where the the arrow is just like flopping down, mm-hmm. or like the fishing line, that the fishing rod that fishing he's pulled is broken yeah. and flopped over, and so the equivalent just like, of like somebody using a hose that's dribbling. Yes, in one of those exactly. Early Cialis commercials. So yeah, like they really, they really nailed all of the tropes in those ED uh, medication commercials, and terrific job. There was another Planters Peanuts commercial this year. A couple of years ago, there was the real fail of the hey. We're killing off Mr. Peanut. We're going to have a funeral for him. And then whatever. We've talked about that enough. It was pretty lame. That was 2020, I want to say. Um, Wow. Was it really that long ago? I think it was 2020. But anyway, um, this year, you know, they're roasting Mr. Peanut, you know, roasted peanuts. Great premise. It's a pretty good premise. And the very first joke. Other than the first one are so terrible. Yeah. And I can never remember this guy's name. It doesn't say uh, Jeff Ross. Jeff Ross, who's like the master roast man and a bunch of other people who are famous for these celebrity roasts. You see them on stage. Mr. Peanut, the, the cartoon mascot, is up there as well. And they're roasting him. I. When I heard the very first joke, I was like, that's ballsy. They take a shot at their own product. Yeah. It was funny. And then everything after that was so lame. I'll make this quick, Mr. Peanut. I know you got some brownies to ruin. Mr. Peanut, why are you dressed like it's five recessions ago? Mr. Peanut. Mr. Peanut. Mr. Peanut, what do you eat at parties? People? <laughs> I also don't get why are you dressed like it's five recessions ago because he's dressed very fancily. Yeah, I mean, you know, to the degree he's dressed... that he's fa- he's dressed at all, but he has white gloves, a top hat, a monocle. He gives off rich vibes. I guess so. I mean, I sort of get it. It's kind of like you know the the robber barons of the yeah. of the twenties and thirties who who continued to be very wealthy throughout the depression. I mean, I was getting I that. So. I was yeah, sort of getting that yeah. vibe. Um, but it's still very confusing. And though, the and what context. do you eat at parties? People is just honestly. One of the just, worst jokes. Just terrible. Of the whole Super there. Bowl. I'm just, uh, including the ones that we told in the room. Um, Binky Dad, I don't think we really need to play. This is uh, a man, They and, well, it's a family, and they show up at like a lodge somewhere for vacation, right? Yeah, and they've forgotten the Binky for the baby, and so it's very much Busy Bee, gotta go get the Binky. Dad... Which is the pacifier for those yes. who don't know. I when I heard Binky, I always I thought it was like a blanket. Oh or no, something. it's the yeah. pacifier. So the dad gets in the car as he's doing so. Um, you know, some Gen Zer sees him and like gets a picture and and posts it and it goes viral and he becomes this national obsession as Binky Dad uses this all terrain Kia vehicle to like make his way his intrepid way back home to get the Binky. 
brings it back to the lodge only to be told he does she doesn't he doesn't like the baby doesn't like the green one he likes the blue one and it's just it's the you you've seen this scene parodied yeah. and in movies before a million times when like a little news story goes big and then you people cut to newscasters on a fake cnn saying binky dad is people hanging over signs over the la river go binky it's dad every that kind of it's, it's pretty trope yeah um it did nothing for me and i don't hate it i mean i think it's like like it's not a very original idea but it was mm-hmm. fairly well executed i don't know if i know this next one. Oh yeah you know i guess maybe i should watch this one and listen to it because i only half heard it at the at the um uh, during the Super Bowl, but this was Will Forte on the moon. Yeah, right, and another Xfinity. actor named Chris Bauer who's been in some stuff. He was familiar looking to me. I, I don't, uh, uh, I don't know exactly what he's been in. This is for Xfinity 10G, um, and it's uh, called the Next Giant Leap. We have what appears to be two standard issue 1960s style astronauts on the moon, played by Will Forte and Chris Bauer. And suddenly they're confronted by a bunch of uh, teenagers who are not in spacesuits who tell them that they, the astronauts, are actually just players in a video game that these kids are playing. The eagle has landed. That's one small step for man. Hey, what's up? One giant. Uh, Houston, we have a situation. How did you get here? Your character's in our video game. Video game? Yeah, it's what we can do with the Xfinity 10G network. Basically, the greatest achievement since the moon landing. I think they're talking about us. I know. You can play from anywhere now. Yeah, I'm in the basement. I'm at the dentist. Check this out. It's super smooth, even when everyone's online. Oh, can I try that? Mm-mm. You're in the game? Then, like, a big scary robot lands behind them. What the heck is that? Those are the bad guys. Uh, are they friendly? Nope. Okay, here's the plan. On the ship, there's some wire cutters, some tubing, and rubber bands. Now, with our know-how... I think that is a... a That's a... Oh, he, that's a MacGruber oh, reference, I think. Right. So it doesn't even that that joke doesn't even really work here. If they're jamming in this idea that he played MacGruber. Wire cutters, some tubing, and rubber bands. Now, with our know-how and some elbow grease and a little bit of luck, I. The alien kills. You're probably him. gonna want to start running. The next generation. Tends- that's so dumb when they're just kind of like, oh, let's reference his other body of work, like. That doesn't fit what the joke of this commercial was. It yeah, pisses me off. And I don't know what it is, but I really fucking hate those kids. One, the first. I think kid, it's just being old, but yeah, I don't probably. like them. The, I, that kid who does most of the talking has the first line, and the second line has some purple in their hair. Reminds me of somebody. I feel like I've seen them in a bit part of some show we like or something. Possibly, but I could be yeah. wrong. All kids look alike. All kids look alike. That is a true fact. Um, all right, we've got. Um, this Google Pixel, I know we're running long. We always do. We, I just think we have to embrace it and lean into it. I want to talk about this product because it gives me the creeps. This is for Google Pixel, which um, is the Google phone. Uh, and actually a phone that I would like to get. And they're leaning into this idea that they can like fix your photos. And that includes fully erasing objects or people in the, in the photo that you don't want in there. So like somebody photobombs you, you can take it out. On it, as if they were never there, and so we start with um, un, over the over Unchained Melody. We see uh, the script on the screen saying that for years we were at the mercy of our phones and like the our phones have for years our phones have captured our, our memories. Yes, and now we can we can fix our memories. I guess which is like the most sci-fi, eternal sunshine, death like dystopic thing I've ever conceived of. And then we start going through all these photos. Well, here, let, let, can, if you don't mind me setting this up just a little bit more, because we see the photos of the, the like 
the the woman at a at a wedding, right? And it seems innocuous enough. She's there with her date, and he's dancing behind her, right? Mm-hmm. And then we see another photo of a, a mom and her kid in the snow somewhere. Uh, there's a dog behind her, but That's you know, taking a shit. Oh, is it actually going to the bathroom? I didn't notice that. And I wanted to point out that the, you know, in this montage of photos, they're somewhat imperfect, but there are things going on in the background. A few photos in, we see a photo of two cute kids, maybe brother and sister or something. But then behind them is the baby licking the window, yes, the, the which, poker face which had been referenced in the promo for Poker Face we saw before. And then that's when the text on the screen says, now it's time to fix them. So the photos have been captured. Now it's time to fix them. And we revisit these same photos. Yes. And all of those extraneous characters get just erased from them. Uh, and I guess also from your memory. While we're listening to this music, we're seeing people circle the things that they don't like in these. Including um, like their exes as this woman at this wedding. Exactly. It's like, sure, maybe you don't want a dog shitting behind you in a photo of your kid, but you can also just circle your old, you know, your wedding date and just make him disappear. And now suddenly it's like, oh, this is what you're saying. Like, you can change history. Yeah. And now Amy Schumer is watching this commercial in her pajamas and she takes this as inspiration to delete all of her exes from her past photos. Wait, I can erase my exes? I don't even remember this guy. Okay, so we see her delete a bunch of people. It's like, okay, we have the premise for this commercial, which we can get into more about the dystopia of it anyway. But now, oh, wait, we're halfway through a Super Bowl commercial. We haven't spent any money on celebrities yet. Okay, we can get Amy Schumer, so yeah. that's an okay joke. But now there's a like a like what I think to be a pretty complicated joke. We see a couple, but maybe it's because I don't know basketball. We see um, a replay, or I guess it's a photograph, of um, a moment in a basketball game, and Giannis Antetokounmpo is kind of being dunked upon. Yes. So he's not the, he's not the Celtic who is dunking the ball. I don't know who that is. I'm sure I'm supposed to know who it is. But Giannis is sort of like kind of taking a fall while the guy dunks on him. And now we're at a press conference when somebody wants to ask him about that moment. That dunk in the third quarter. What dunk? Like the dunk didn't happen. I just feel like that's the most complicated way of it just seems like such a complicated sports example. Like I think it's Jalen Brown, by the way. Oh, who's dunking on him? Yes. Um, and so, anyway, we go on and we see a whole bunch of more photos of people changing the past. Like, there's one guy who's got like long hair. He's like a young, young person. Uh, long hair, white T-shirt that says, "This guy loves to fart." <laughs> Which, like, and then he, so he now older and more mature. He takes that logo off that that picture, that slogan off of his shirt. And it's like, great, dude, I'm glad that you aged out of wearing that shirt. But like there's something I know it's a joke and whatever, but like just something about the the way that technology is presented here as like you can erase your past mistakes. It's like that's such a dangerous idea that I even as a joke, I find it kind of chilling, especially in the age of deep fakes, yes. which people are anxious about, about the idea of truth, not meaning anything yes. about not being able to prove things because people will say. Yeah, I mean, 
Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is not meant to be an aspirational tale. We live in an era where I was hearing people talk about this. Like, people have deep fake theories about Damar Hamlin, like which one was real and which one right. wasn't. I mean, we're talking about kooks here, obviously. But, but these are people the who kooks, are watching the Super Bowl. The kooks are encroaching yeah. on the center. Exactly. And some and of them are freaking Congress people. So whether or not you want even like this technology, leaning into the exaggeration of this technology where you're changing history, I agree with you. It's yeah. it's unsettling. And also for me, it's like, and this is like the culmination, maybe not the culmination, but this is a big splashy Super Bowl version of a campaign that's been running for some time where I've seen these photos that they're taking where it almost seems like they're taking it's you wouldn't frame a photo right. that way with two people over to the side and some knucklehead dive bombing like a cannonball yeah. into the pool like you just took it because you end up with all these photos with all this weird dead space why did you frame right. it for that? and I know they're, they're just trying to show examples they but also like, don't it just show seems... what would be what might actually be useful and I don't know if because it, it's the technology can't do this that like let's say somebody cuts off what you do want to see and they're in front because it's always somebody mm -hmm. in the background yeah, like, right. who's, who's alone in space and can be easily cropped you know cut isolated, out yeah. isolated and then whatever's behind them is usually a pretty uniform background so it's like the the technology can like figure out this is what it would look like i suspect that it has its limits but anyway leaving all that aside i just wanted to include this one and talk about it i don't think it's that funny and it's not going to win this category um, but I, there weren't enough ads for me to do like dystopic future. So this just has to go in best comedy. We knew that Danny McBride was going to be the guy in the Downey Unstoppables commercial. We talked about the teaser of that last week. Only he changed his name to Downey McBride in right. this. I think he's riding a bike through neighborhoods. Uh, that's throwing. a golf cart. Uh, I, okay. I like Danny, Danny McBride. I know his shtick is his shtick. It's fine, but I there's it, nothing really remarkable it, it about gave this. Me right? a giggle. Do you want me to watch it? Because I don't know that I really heard the jokes in this what he's just driving through the town sharing um, screaming about unstoppable okay does this start with the teaser and do or no, no, yes okay. it starts with him where we left him with the the hoodie over his face and he so takes we don't it, know who he is takes it first. down i was wrong about downy unstoppables because it kept this hoodie smelling great for weeks i'm a freaking believer now time to tell the world call me downy mcbride y'all gotta sniff this stuff asap <laughs> Smells great, Downey. Cold as sex. Sniff this. And he's like using a t-shirt cannon to fire these unstoppable cans at people. And then he gets clotheslined by a tree and falls over. Doc Downey Downey. He gets back up. Alright. Gotta go my golf cart. Come on! Gotta to believe it. Okay, not not mm, groundbreaking, yes, but I just think Dan uh, <laughs> now they've got me doing it. Danny McBride is a talent and and fun to watch. I like his whole vibe of like uh I mean I love uh Vice Principals. I also loved uh Eastbound and Down. And I think in every case when he plays this character that is like you know, sort of, un, well, unsinkable, yeah. really, you know, like, I think that even, despite all of, all of the evidence to the contrary, um, he's very likable in these roles. I, I like him a lot. Yeah. That's the type of commercial that is kind of like, you, they clearly feel like Super Bowl energy around it. Like you wouldn't just release that 
in the middle of a season Probably not. somewhere yeah. because it seems like it's got energy around it. But then you're like, but what is the energy? And it's like, oh, I guess it's just the Super Bowl. Like there, it doesn't connect to anything to me other than I'm screaming and I'm a celebrity. Yeah. I mean, it's Danny McBride's specific uh brand that right. I think works well for me. But for me, like it needs something more other than like we're just gonna yell yeah. because it's like the I Super said, it's Bowl not as opposed to Yeah, for like sure. anyway. And then you threw the Duncan Ben Affleck commercial in here again. Because I think comedy. it's it's worth it's worth a nomination for comedy, but I think we know who the winner the is. The Ram trucks, premature electrification. It's premature electrification. Like the, honestly one of the best of the Super Bowl yeah, for me. This season uh of Bullies has really been like very few kind of tough calls. Mm-hmm. I think. Um um, okay, now best drama. Only one here that we have to look at. Um, we have already talked about Farmer's Dog Farmer's Dog, dog food. food. That's a great drama. Dramatic. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be a three time. And winner. then Amazon Saving Sawyer. We already talked about that. The other dog one. Yeah. And then the other one that has Serena Williams. Which I just want to talk about this because I think it's so weird as a drama. So this is for Remy Martin, uh, the alcohol. Um, and. She is talking to various groups of people, and they are an odd assortment of of chosen professions. Football players, yeah, it starts in a locker room, yep. very notably and, and importantly, and and would be a great entry in our locker room show, locker room talk show. Oh uh, yeah. Um, then a group of dancers, and then a group of restaurant chefs, and the premise here is that they these are people, these groups or sectors or whatever have been down and out, but she's giving them the ultimate coach pep talk that they're going to bring themselves back inch by inch and also Remy Martin. I mean, it, this commercial Yeah, how does it connect to alcohol? No sense on... Like, why are those... Th- like, was it like, were all three of these like more affected by the pandemic than other groups? You could sort of see restaurant it's chefs. Straight, yeah. But dancers and football players feels like a weird addition. We're I, not doing spoken word this year, right? There wasn't enough. Yeah, but this would have been. Would've you been turned to me word, during the Super yeah. Bowl and said this could have been spoken word. Let's take a listen to this. I don't know what to say, really. We're in the dark right now. And we can stay here or we can fight our way back to the light. One inch at a time. The inches we need are everywhere around us. They are in every break of the game, every second. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone around us to pieces for that inch. We claw with our fingernails for that inch. Because we know that's going to make the difference between winning and losing. Now I can't make you do it. You got to look at the person next to you. Now, I think you're going to see someone who will go that inch with you. Because when it comes down to it, you're going to do the same for them. That's a team, ladies and gentlemen. Now, what are you going to do? Remy Martin. I guess all of those... Team up for excellence. I guess all of those professions sort of work in a team based environment but it's so. so random i honestly i mean this is an honest request if you see this ad and you can explain to me like what the connective tissue is or like what this overarching uh sort of reasoning for the ad is that i'm just missing i would love to find out that there's something i'm missing here i think there's it one feels so bizarre to me i do think there's one thing you are missing i don't think it makes any more sense but i think there is something you're missing i'm gonna play something for you could you me could you do me a favor and not look at the screen for a second i'm just gonna play is this, this are audio you trying to punk me? this is this not feels a, punk. Like a punk this is for real okay take a listen to this and then tell me when you realize what's going on i don't know what to say really 
Three minutes till the biggest battle of our professional lives. <laughs> no, it's this. It's inch by inch. It's All the speech. All comes down to today. Oh, this is from any given Sunday. Her speech was taken from this speech. It was, it's literally it's, that speech. It's okay. It's parts of it. Keep listening for a little bit. As a team, we're going to crumble. Inch by inch, play by play, okay. till we're finished. She says we're in darkness. hell right now. He says hell. She says darkness. Believe me. And we can stay here, get the shit kicked out of us. She doesn't say that. Or... We can fight our way back into the light. We can climb out of hell. He gets into a really good, she says yeah. that, and then he gets into that thing about there are inches all around us, which is a really good one. I did not recognize this. I heard somebody mention this on a podcast. And I was like, oh, it's the every given Sunday, but it's still fucking it ridiculous. It, I mean, that's an interesting thing to know and good to know, and it, it but it doesn't really change any of my questions. No, it doesn't. It was obvious to me that it was, that it was a coach, coach pump-up speech. It makes sense, I guess, that she's giving it to a football team. But were they just afraid that it would be too alienating to non non-sportos and so they had to have like dancers and chefs and it's like so dramatic at one point like somebody's like put you can tell like the effect is that somebody put some sort of like gasoline on the on the the lines of the football yeah, field the, and there's a night shot of it lighting up that right, you might like, see in every given sunday or yeah the, all of the the yard lines on this football field like burst into flame but it's so overly dramatic to sell a liqueur yeah. and again like i when i heard Somebody say, oh, yeah, did you see that Serena Williams, you know, redo of the Every Given Sunday speech? I was like, oh, OK, now I nope, still don't get it. Yeah, yeah but it was like something was almost unlocked for me. All right. We are closing in here on the last category. We got to okay. pick a winner for best. Drama. I think it's got to be Farmer's Dog again. I mean, obviously, it's not that one. And we already chose Farmer's Dog over. Uh, I'm not trying to deny Farmer's Dog. It's third bully if that's what it deserves. But let me just put this out there that the saving Sawyer story is actually a more interesting and I don't want to say more compelling because I don't think it is more compelling, but that it's a it's kind of a more complete story in a certain way. Like you have the pandemic. There's like a beginning, middle and an end. It's like feels like more like a short film. And it is a it is a pretty, you know, solid drama. OK, that's fine. I'm putting our names on that one as a, a co-signing it as you best drama. It up if you There's going to be some time where I'm going to be like, wait, why did we do that again? We like Farmer's Dog so much more. But I think that's a that's it's not a necessarily the better argument. ad. But I think as far as like what I take to mean best drama I think Saving Sawyer is a more sort of like complete story. As we are now two hours and ten minutes into the show. This is normal for the boys. I know, but I'm also getting Look, antsy. The Oscars go like twice that long. <laughs> I know. Um, so we're in our last category here. This is best and worst payoffs. I mentioned at the beginning of the show that I was most excited about this because um, you set these up really well with like, you know, telling me about all and, and the audience about all the teaser commercials that had come out in the weeks leading up to the Super Bowl. Um, I, I don't even want to play the M&M's one. It's just a goddamn mess. I think it's yeah, gotten let's just describe it. so, so, so much coverage leading up to the Super Bowl and, and now afterwards. Luckily, the press afterwards was like, wow, M&M's really 
They were really relying on you knowing the story leading up to it yeah. to unveil this commercial of Maya Rudolph celebrating a new candy that's now called Ma and Ya's Clam Bites. There's no explanation. <laughs> and I'm not laughing because it was good. I'm just laughing about the way you it's said it. It's ridiculous. So uh, obviously Maya is spelled M-A-Y-A. So, they, so the idea is she's now the overlord of M&M's. She's changed it to Ma and Ya's instead of M&M's. And instead of chocolate, they're filled with clam clam flavor now there's For, no explanation of that whatsoever I think that's so weird like they as we talked about it last week in the in the teaser she's sort of this like golden girls you know wearing like a big moo moo and uh in a very like seashelly looking place so it's like okay she's a woman of a certain age who likes oceany stuff and that's why but like that's a big leap to be like oh now they're tastes like clams you know it's like that's a big leap to say, like, now M&Ms are disgusting. Yeah, and all, and then at the very end of that commercial, which is a, a big, splashy, colorful, it ends with a whole yeah. crowd full of people all looking up at a camera, and then the, you see a little M&M spokes candy hold up a little sign, you know, popping out from something saying, save us or help, help me or something. Yeah. And then supposedly after the Super Bowl at some point, a shorter commercial played that showed the spokes candies at a press conference saying, Hey, we're back. I'm glad we're back or whatever. The whole thing is stupid yeah. as hell. Oh, the also in the press conference they really focus on the new anxiety riddled M&M because they're trying to be more inclusive. The anxiety riddled M&M is truly I think one of my most hated characters. It's just on the whole thing was so stupid and like I they did get a lot of free publicity leading up to this, so maybe a lot of people did know the story, but like there is no cohesion here. Just an absolute abortion yeah. of an ad campaign and an ad and I, I just I'd never want to see another M&M. I'm I, I will I hate this shit so much. I will actively not buy M&Ms. Not that I'm buying tons of M&Ms, but I will swerve and buy something similar and not M&Ms. I I do not want to reward this behavior. Well, I will, if I'm craving an M&M, there's no substitute. I accept gonna, no substitute. I am going to get you some generic M&Ms. Oh, don't get those ones that are like, um, they're like called sprees or terrible. The candy coating sprees is too thick. Or, sprees or something different. No, there are several ca kinds of candy called sprees and one oh, of them really? are like an M&M. Oh, yes. I never heard of that. Is um, it spelled differently? Not. Hmm. We talked about this in the candy show. No, but anyway, yeah. um, then there was another one that we, we teed up a little bit last week that was just like a very quick... Uh, Coors Light versus Miller Light under the auspices of DraftKings. Because there was a thing where you could actually bet yes. on which beer would and sure as win shit. in a fight. Yeah, and I don't know how they how they made this happen, but this ad is a very extended action scene, a bar uh, staged as a bar fight between a fan of a Miller Light beer and a Coors Light beer. They fight it out like big time, you know, karate kicks and stunty fights and stuff pool cues breaking over each other's heads and whatnot and then at the very end they each try to get their beer on the counter but they're both uh cock blocked by blue moon right so it ends up being kind of a blue moon commercial DraftKings gets almost there's it's almost not mentioned i think it's like just in the fine print or something and who owns blue moon again it's miller okay um and so my confusion is this i thought that they had to create this whole premise of this being actually a DraftKings commercial in order to advertise other beers during the Super Bowl because Bud and Bud Light had some sort of an agreement with the Super Bowl. But that's clearly not true because we also saw a Bush commercial during the Super Bowl. What am I misremembering about some special agreement that Budweiser had with the Super Bowl to be the only beer? I, I must have... 
because I, I swear, like in years past, we talked about how Miller was not allowed to advertise during the Super Bowl. And yeah. I thought this whole thing was like some some way of them getting around that rule by making it a draft king. So Anheuser-Busch is owned by uh, InBev, AB InBev. Mm-hmm. Um, and they make, uh, I think they are a Miller company, right? Uh, is that Miller? I think. Uh, Didn't you just say Anheuser-Busch? Bush? Yeah, but, oh, okay. but InBev okay. owns a ton of different... I mean, okay. AB InBev owns a ton of things. And I'm I'm running into, like, how old are you? Are you old enough to look at this website? <laughs> and um, I don't want to put my... I'm going to get into it. But I don't know who owns all the beers and who, who is actually a competitor and who is actually just a sub-brand of another one. Um, so, yeah, I don't... I don't... I have no idea how... Oh, well, this worked here. There was something I wasn't totally misremembering. So I won't go deep here because I'm just reading headlines. But a couple of days before the Super Bowl, the New York Times had a headline that said floodgates open for beer ads during the Super Bowl for the first time in decades. Anheuser-Busch won't be the only alcohol brand running national ads during the game. Interesting. Okay. So it did used to only, and I don't know exactly what went into all of that, but if it's Anheuser-Busch, they must own Bush and all the Bud brands, which would explain the Bush commercial. Because didn't we see a funny Bush commercial during the- um... Yeah, I didn't include them here. They were okay. There, the, the big joke with the Bush commercials was that there was a guy, um, it, it's about, uh, it has a Cheryl, I'm sorry, not Cheryl Crow, um, Sarah McLaughlin. Oh, yeah. Uh, about putting, creating shelters for, for animals. Yeah. And then she, she tells her it's a wolf. Yeah, it's kind of a weird kind of taking a shot at those. I'm kind of surprised that Sarah McLaughlin agreed to be in that commercial because it kind of takes a shot at her career of trying to rescue animals. I think it's of. all in good fun. Yeah. Um. So uh, this Coors Light, Miller Light, Blue Moon is like a pretty, you know, it's it's interesting and it's kind of like you do. It does make you wonder about how the sausage was made. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's, I think it's pretty much just a bunch of noise of people having a bar fight yeah, over I think a that's beer. Accurate. And then the the one that I had mentioned last week that I had seen teased literally during football games earlier, uh, a couple of weeks before the f- football before the Super Bowl was. Um, a bunch of football players, we were laughing at the incredibly detailed descriptions yes. of these 10-second commercials that were uh, availed to us. But it was like various football players who were dressed up. As bellhops. A couple were as bellhops. A couple were dressed up as security guards in like the stadium tunnel Remember, yep. Sa- uh, Sauce Gardner was one of them, um, and uh, and they're all like, "Oh shoot, we got to run!" And like, you get the impression that something and I think is happening. Ramsey was the other one. Yeah, maybe. And you got the impression that something was happening, and it said, "Stay tuned after the halftime show during the Super Bowl," you know, to find out what's going on. And it turns out it was like this. I feel like somewhat confusing commercial where there's a young woman with a football and she's got she's clearly playing flag football. She's got flags coming off of each of her hips, as you would. And she's running through all kinds of scenes. And these NFL players are catching her and trying to stop her and get her football. back. It starts with an interview where this uh, player uh, and I guess there's a whole league of women's flag football. Yeah. See, I didn't realize that. Um, And this player, Diana Flores, is. Uh, interviewing with Aaron Andrews on the field at some point or you know, for some reason. And Aaron Andrews takes the opportunity to try to steal one of her flags. And that kicks off this huge run that she does where people, everyone she passes, uh, including many famous football players, 
try to catch her and grab one of her flags. And she does all these stunts, you know, jumping off of buildings, you know, crashing onto uh, down onto, you know, cars and things like that. She finally escapes all of her pursuers, uh, runs into her home and talks with her mother in Spanish about how what a weird day she's had with everybody chasing her. And her mom tries to go in for a hug only for her to realize that her mom is also trying to get that flag. Right. And so she just has to take off running again. Right. And so, again, not worth playing because it's mostly just the yeah. sound of people chasing somebody. But it's meant to showcase somebody. the athleticism and the excitement of women's flag football. And I have to admit, like, it's new on new one on me. So good on you, NFL. One of the ones that made us laugh hardest last week was the teaser for Pepsi Zero featuring Ben Stiller and Steve Martin. And in that one... They were they start off talking to us as co pitch people, but then they start kind of bickering between each other right. about like, oh, I'm I can act, and yeah. well, I was acting, or you weren't acting, and you they know, calling each other has beens yeah, or or also nepo, or nepo baby or whatever, kind of yeah, sniping at each other, sniping at each other. So I was really looking forward to seeing them together in a longer version of that, but it turns out that that was just teeing up two separate commercials, one featuring Ben Stiller, one featuring Steve Martin, and they're both in a whole like kind of montage of scenes from movies that they would yeah. potentially be in. Yeah, very th- th- with a couple of exceptions, or, or at least one, because I know that he appears as Zoolander. These are mostly characters that they would the kind of characters that they 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 would play or pair or in Ben Stiller's place that he would often he often parodies. So like um he he's a parody of like a uh, like a in a some kind of space adventure movie where he's talking to a little robot. He's in a um, he's fighting aliens in the very yeah, first one. At one point, he's proposing to uh, Rachel Dratch. Oh yeah, she's pretty charming and like in a fancy restaurant. Like there's a very clearly a revenant, a revenant, a revenant scene where right, he's, he's out, wrapped in a he's in the snow in the wilderness, wrapped in a bear skin. And then like like you say, he's on some like kind of planet. This reminds me a little bit of the McConaughey movie, maybe or maybe maybe not. He's in some sort of. It's like so. It's he's talking to like a little ro- like a little Wally type robot on except, a distant planet. Yeah, but like the robot, it's actually a pretty funny joke. He like has a little tender moment with the robot, and then as soon as he stops acting, and the joke is in each case like he's just acting, then he just like casually shoves the robot over. Yeah, and so all of these, he's like he's in the scene giving a line, then he turns to us yeah. and he says, "Oh, this is this is what acting is all about." <laughs> Hi, I'm Ben Stiller. My job as an actor is making you believe what you're seeing is real. Um, Louise, will you? (laughs) The pain is real. So he was proposing to Rachel Rachel Dratch there, and she gets so excited, her her character does, that she accidentally tips her chair over, kicks him in the nose, and he pretends like he's in pain. But yeah, kind of he's a, not in pain. It's, it's kind of I think it's evoking the kind of romantic comedies he's in, mm-hmm. like, you know, meet the parents, that kind of shit. <laughs> the pain is real. This is the revenant. The gold is real. <laughs> Friendship is real. <laughs> the real is real. Now he's Zoolander. But it's not real. It's just acting. Wow, that's like really good. Or was I just acting? Only way to know is to try it for yourself. New improved taste for Pepsi Zero. 
Oh. So we'll, we'll listen to the Steve Martin one in a minute, but don't you think this is a weird pitch for Pepsi? And it's so consistent with Pepsi's weird, like, apologetic underdoggedness yeah. of their of their whole brand, which is like, last year, last, not last year, but recently it was like, is Pepsi okay became... Like they tried to play off of that, like when a rest when you when you order a Coke and the restaurant server says, is Pepsi OK, then you should be more than excited because Pepsi's more than OK. Right. And like acknowledging that they're like they are the B team, you know, I think their campaign uh, next year is going to be called. Do you love me now, daddy? Yeah. Then their campaign is going to be like, yeah, we get it. Um, but like this is so weird, like he the whole premise and Steve Martin's premise is the same is that like we're acting so maybe we're just acting like this tastes good or maybe we're not like yeah okay just say it <laughs> yeah so, it's so it bad. seems so weird it's the, so weird let me just play the end of this because there's another zoolander little tag at the end and i think maybe that's what people love the most about this this is really really ridiculously good tasting then he gives blue steel at the end. Um, I actually, I mean, that one was fine. The the robot, him like saying. I like, don't want to quibble, but that wasn't blue steel. Oh, was not blue steel at the end? No. Okay. Blue steel is very specific. But it was a chocolate lab. Um, <laughs> he gives one of his Zoolander faces at the end. I mean, that's kind of the headline I saw. Like, Ben Stiller, Zoolander again. I was like, well, maybe. He's made so much hay off of that character. Yeah. Which, to his credit, he invented a very iconic character. They made a second one, right? I never watched it. It looked terrible. Like, it was not great. Terrible. But you're absolutely right. The premise of that campaign really doesn't make any sense. Like, is it good or am I just lying? You have to taste it to try. Like, find uh, out. Like, yeah, what a weird, what a weird pitch. And so consistent with Pepsi's bizarre feelings about themselves. It should be like, if you want to go with that, it should be something like, Hi, I'm Ben Stiller, and I'm Steve Martin, and or, right? And, like, right. you know me as an actor. I can pretend to do these things, but I'm at home now. I don't have to act. Yeah, that's a way better this premise. This is me. And then maybe there are funny things about, like, him, you know, maybe kind of not giving a shit about certain things and just right. being, like, we, Play see, against a, we see a side of him yeah. that we wouldn't have known before because he's not acting anymore, and this is really him. But one thing that real Ben Stiller likes is really I Pepsi think that's Zero. A, I think that's a way better Dr. Doctor. Yeah. Um, I One thing I kind of appreciate about both of these ads, just from a filmmaking standpoint is the way they really capture the kinds of roles that these two actors yes, play without exactly other than Zoolander. And I think that's why it was sort of a mistake to even use Zoolander. It's kind of more fun to have them be playing versions of famous characters that they've done. Whereas like, you know, Steve Martin's like in an operating room that kind of evokes his young, you know, like the, the man, man with, with two, two brains, brains yeah, or I whatever. The same thing. And then like family, you know, uh, frustrated exasperated dad steve martin on game night on, or whatever yeah, when they're exactly. playing a board game yeah the steve so the ben stiller one i liked i because he's really wrinkling up his face and looking concerned when he's talking to this little robot saying don't say that about yourself and then him knocking the head <laughs> off the robot and saying pretending friendship is real like that was a laugh out loud moment it was for good, me. Yeah. the steve martin one i thought the putting him in somebody else's iconic movie the revenant made no sense right. to me that was confused um and then the steve martin one you're There's right one do... line in this that makes me oh laugh. really yeah. let me let me watch it again i watched this once after the super bowl and i was like man i love steve martin Th this was such a waste i didn't didn't make me laugh once but maybe, I I, maybe i'm misremembering so it starts with him uh in an operating room he's like a plastic surgeon or something and he's 
He's um, I think he says, "Here's your new nose, Mrs. Jones, or something." Yeah. And we see that he's been operating on a on a dog. I think you're gonna like your new nose, Miss Hastings. <laughs> and cut. I'm Steve Martin. As an actor, it's my job to make people believe that what they're seeing is real. Ha! Oh, this I... is him being frustrated at a teller window, like in Planes, Trains. Yep. <laughs> That the frustration is real. Man, I'm hungry. He's at a fancy restaurant, but the food is very underwhelming. Oh, the disappointment is real. One, two, three, game night. Winner! Eat it, Kyle. (laughs) You're all losers. That the joy is real. I like Eat It, Kyle. Oh, really? Yeah, it made me laugh. I gotta say that that I I disliked his Any, line about a, you all a, losers. Anytime an adult yells at a child to eat it is That's uh, kind I'm of here funny. for it. Him saying you're all losers turned me off so much that maybe the the Kyle was lost in that. Anyway. That uh, was a little disappointing to me, but only because I loved the teaser so yeah. much, and those are just sort of bland to me for the for the most part. The Ben Stiller one maybe a little cuter. Um, we had also talked a lot about the Crown Royal commercial. I always want to say Crown Royale, but it's not Crown Royal. The Canadian whiskey. I loved the teaser for that. You just had um, Grohl. Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl. Thank you. Uh, the musician in a studio somewhere. And he's just got like this. He prefers piece. to just be known as Grohl. <laughs> he's just like flipping. My name is Grohl. That's the only thing he can <laughs> My say. My name is Grohl. That would be a funny bit. Uh, maybe not. I'm exhausted. Um, but he's listing all these things and their inventions basically like he's saying peanut butter and he's like talking to the other people in the studio did you know wheelbarrows but he's not saying paint roller what is the thing about paint rollers is it you know what is it Hawaiian pizza and you're gonna find out on Super Bowl Sunday what all these things have in common well the big reveal as was predicted by, like you said, our friend Ben and, and some others, many others, that he was it wasn't listing, that mysterious he was on listing reflection. Canadian things, yes. things that were invented by Canadians or in Canada or maybe developed there in some cases. I'm not exactly sure. Do you want me to play it? Like once you realized it opens, what it was, it, it didn't. I didn't remember the commercial really offering anything more. Well, they they start out like kind of celebrating some famous Canadians. I think mostly people who were in. Uh, 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 what was the what was the famous show? What was the famous sketch show from there? Was it second? Not Second oh, City because that's Chicago. That Chicago. Um, Kids in the Hall. No, I uh, knew you'd know that one. Oh, oh. Well, you know, I'm getting confused because wasn't it Second City that did the spoof of Canadians? There's a mouse in my beer, eh? That's true. I think a lot of those people were Canadians. Anyway, this is super boring. He, they thank they thank a bunch of famous Canadians. Then they get to him talking about the uh, the inventions. This is a, it. Looks like this is a thirty second version. Today, let's thank Canada. Thank you for legends of music and heroes of comedy. Thank you, Canada, for peanut butter, the paint roller, the replay, and the battery, the egg carton, the ironing board, electric wheelchair. And thank you for this. It's a whoopee cushion. Thank you for hockey, basketball, and thank you. For football. What? No way. Yeah. Look it up. <sighs> Thank you, Canada. I bet you there are some Google stats on that of people looking that up, too. Yeah, I bet you. I wonder what the connection is. I wonder if it's like, if it, I feel like that one might be. I don't know that football, American football as we know it, was created wholesale in Canada. I wonder if some version of it or some improvement on it or something that turned it into the modern game 
we'll, had a spark of Canadian root. Yeah, there's a lot of when you type in um, who invented football uh, in uh, did football was football invented by Canada pops up for sure. Right. Because, yeah, because of this commercial. So it, yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm with you. I think it's probably like so on, by some technicality you could, you know, claim that anyway. And I um, am going to, I'm going to tip my hand here as we play the final commercial in here. We had talked about um, last week Jack Harlow, a, a musician who I was unfamiliar with, a hip hop artist. And we saw him in the short little clips of him kind of struggling with something like his creative process or something. And the big reveal in this commercial is Jack Harlow wants to screw around with the triangle yes. as an instrument. And what we and see... And also as a shape, because he and loves Doritos And also as a shape. So That's much. right. He gets the inspiration from somebody eating a Dorito, which, yeah. is, which is in the form of a triangle. And it gets, you know, it goes through the tropes again of somebody's like kind of creative process. The idea of a triangle gets bigger and bigger in pop culture. And he's reinventing himself. He's reinventing himself. He's in a classroom with a bunch of kids teaching them how to play triangle. At some point, it's he's releasing a perfume or a scent called Triangle <laughs> by Jack Harlow. And it's just kind of well done. I told you I had not heard of this guy before you played that commercial teaser for me last week. And now you're his biggest fan. I don't know his music. <laughs> I don't, I don't know you, if you need I, to. I don't want to assume too much, but I'm not sure it will be for you. Yeah, probably not. But I found him like really pretty charming in this commercial. And then, and then it sort of culminates to some big award ceremony, probably like the Grammys or something. Yes. And the award for best triangle performance is going to be handed out. Here, we'll start from the beginning here. He's in the studio with some it's collaborators. Right. Nah, I need to try something new. He sees the triangle, and then he also sees the mus musical instrument, the triangle. Now he's on stage just performing solo <laughs> triangle. The he, crowd is dubious, but then they get into it. You gonna quit rap for a triangle? I gotta do me missing. Like, again, I don't know his music. I love his acting in this. When he's playing solo yeah. triangle, it's hilarious. This is really good. Him saying, I got to do me, Missy, is great. No, no, no. It's ding, 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 ding. Not ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Jack Carlo did it again. Ding, ding, ding. I mean, he's, he's signing triangles. People are holding up triangles for him to sign. And he's just like <laughs> squinting and signing the tiny side of a triangle. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, that's it, that's it. America has a case of triangle fever. Everybody, we are sold out of triangles, but we still have cowbells. <laughs> We see a fashion show, all of the avant-garde fashion of the everything, time is everything in Everything has become triangle-themed triangle in American culture, or world the culture. The triangle has replaced the British pound. Triangle by Harlem. He drops his triangle, like dropping a mic, and now here it is. The big moment at the award ceremony, they're going to award the best performance 
of the triangle. And triangle player of the year goes there to Elton John. <laughs> and now suddenly Elton John is on stage playing a giant like a piano-sized triangle. triangle. And I love that twist at the end. It made me bark laugh in the moment. It really was funny. And I, I think Elton John is perfectly deployed there. Such a great little cameo. So if we're kind of doing best and worst payoff, like for me, that was by far the best payoff. Yeah, I think, I, I, I think I, it's... I thought it was fan Fantastic. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think you can beat it for best payoff. I thought that the the women's flag football was a good payoff, uh, you know, net positive. Uh, the Crown Royal sort of spoiled for me because so many people figured it out, but mm-hmm. not not negative. Um, but, you know, uh, yeah, I think Doritos absolutely nailed it. Um, worst so payoff. Worst payoff. I hate the M&M's thing, but I also expected nothing from the right. M&M's thing. But, I mean, I, it's got to be that. Like, that commercial angered me to the point that I want to we can't not be given, buy that anymore. We can't be given Ben Stiller and Steve Martin like less props. Because they didn't, because my expectations yeah, for them were like, higher. Like yeah. that's, that's, like, don't let, don't let them work the refs on this one. Like, M&M's, you sucked from the beginning and you still suck. Yeah, so we both were, were we we only had one split decision today then, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, but now it all comes down to this. The overall MVP. Yeah, what are we going to pick? Of the Super Bowl commercials. Best commercial. Best Super Bowl commercial. I want to go with my bunnies. I want to go with my 2B rabbits. I know you really want to go with your 2B rabbits. We we probably will not agree on this one, which I think it's is a fine. Tricky one. We should welcome. Um, I think the ones that float to the top, just yeah. to kind of, they're uh, obviously, um, uh, I keep on wanting to Farmer's say, dog. I almost wanted to say <laughs> a farmer wants a wife, farmer which wants is a dog a, which, food. <laughs> farmer wants a dog food. There's literally a Fox show called farmer wants a wife is that we kept seeing ads for, um, appalling. but farmer's dog was one of our favorites. Obviously the Tubi rabbit hole was one of our favorites. Yeah. I don't know. Was the other Tubi a favorite of ours? For me, it was fine, but it was fine, yeah, but it was, I don't think it's a contender. I liked Squarespace. Oh, I love Squarespace. I thought it was like truly great. We, we, and right now, that's the split decision. They they both unfortunately kind of ended up in weirdest, which I mm-hmm. think they it was sad that they had to go head to head. Um, but I also really liked that Jack and, Harlow and commercial. Breaking Bad is great. Breaking Bad was really good, and Doritos was really and good. Doritos like those are probably good. like my top. I think we listed about five there, yeah. maybe six. But like those are the one. And, those ra- are the and ones Ram trucks worth- premature electrification. Oh, yes. So these were Big all the time. category winners, you know, mm-hmm. they they did well. I guess if I'm like, what am I going to remember, you know, a year from now? I mean, I'll go with you on Tubi. Really? On Tubi Rabbit. I am really yeah, surprised yeah, by that. Tubi Rabbit can have it. Okay, great. Best picture. And and so not a split, not a split decision no, there. I am surprised you went with I it just, as well. I but... just think that like it's a very hard call. It's there's it's sort of apples and oranges at the end of the day, like. To be rabbit hole was, I think it should have been nominated in some other categories, but it didn't quite fit anything else. So I think it really deserves like, mm. like for all the reasons you listed, the creativity, the creepiness, the in, in the ingenuity, the um, the on target messaging for their product. Like 
the whole package. Okay, great. Yeah, and for me, I definitely will remember this one the most because it blew me away, and I'll, yeah. I'll like think of that commercial. Big winner, so. Toby Rabbit. All right, I'm excited that you came along on that one too. I didn't know that um, that you were going to go with that on me. I thought for sure it'd be like uh, Farmer's Dog or something. But I love um, Farmer's Dog. Farmer's Dog did great. Okay, now I just want to show you about ten commercials that okay. I grabbed off the of VHS tapes. <laughs> No, this is the wrong music. This is the email music. We don't have time for emails No today, time for emails. Thank you for everybody. Oh, man, I really got you with that joke, and I hit the wrong music. I'm not redoing it, because I got I got you to laugh. That was fun. How long did we that end up That was a lot going? of fun. We are clocking in at, before edits, two hours and 40 minutes. Woof. Well, it's probably more than one sitting, folks, but I hope you enjoyed it. Come back next week for a regular old hour to an hour and 20 minutes after these messages uh, if you have anything please we want to hear from you we know this is all us talking next week is all feedback about Super Bowl ads yes definitely so get back at us call us at 607-444-5597 there were some good songs if you want to sing any of them email us at after these messages show at gmail um, you can talk about it on the Facebook group all of these will be posted there of course um, and we will talk to you yeah, next week. Next week. And sorry to cut you off, but I was going to say, like, if you guys have a lot of opinions on the Super Bowl ads, and actually I've been collecting some decent commercials from the VHS tapes, no joke. Like, maybe we could. Re- I don't want to. I don't want to belabor the Super Bowl ads. If you guys are done with it, yeah. If you're done with it, don't call in. Yeah, but uh, but we could maybe like really hand or call the mic in and just yell, you. "I'm done with it." <laughs> don't do that. All right, everybody. As Genevieve was about to say before I rudely cut her off for apparently no reason. Talk to you next week. Oh, dip is he's once again back again with the caravan of Manchester.